serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Big one coming up here on the Show Me Sports Network. It's the Renegades and the Nevada Griffins and one that has massive playoff implications as we get this final week of the regular season underway. Welcome in, everyone, on this hot Monday evening here at Ernie Vivian Field. Hopefully we've got a good one on our hands. I'm Ben Schmidt, and joining me all night will be Blake Gazaway. Blake, you were on the road all weekend, and it was not a very successful one for the Running Aids, but looking on the bright side, there's still plenty to look forward to this week, and it's a team that is very much entrenching their name in the playoff picture. Well, you're absolutely right on that, at least as far as a uh, wins and loss uh, uh, evaluation it was a tough three-game road skid really just run support that's that's where it fell apart the uh, uh, several of the games there was a whole lot of base runners on and the renegades scored as many or more runs as they had hits and that's really never a great combination in uh, in a baseball game but a positive to take away and some people won't know this yet but we we picked up some new players along the way uh, we've got some uh, support in the pitching department we've got some uh, uh, support in the fielding and, and hitting department as well that'll be coming in and that's something we've talked a lot about this season as you get further on into the season you get later on in it really players just uh, uh seem to uh they get to be a dime a dozen sometimes and so you know last night even though the win didn't come the way of the renegades you know ian nolf came in and pitched five innings of relief work so not only was it great relief work it was five innings which is uh uh, without uh, looking at the stats offhand, I know that's that's the most innings that he's pitched 
uh, at uh, one setting, but did a great job with them. And, uh, you know, really it, it hurt the Renegades pitching just as much as it hurt the Outlaws pitching last night because both of them were a little bit depleted. The good thing about the Outlaws, though, is they were only running pitchers three innings at the most, and so then when we went to extra, they had to go in panic mode because they burned through four pitchers just in the uh, in the regular part of the game. Yeah, pitching is going to be a big discussion, not only for this Renegades team, but for the entire Mink League as well, because most teams, it's not just the Renegades, most teams are playing a pretty tough schedule this week where it's just game after game. Renegades don't have double, any double headers, but they will be playing every day, every day now through Saturday, and so it's going to need some of those new arms that you talked about. Maybe we'll even see that tonight in relief of Colin Shreves. But I want to uh, talk about those losses. Another thing, I think Brightside, and not the biggest believer in moral victories, but when you look at the three games they lost, they had to blow it against St. Joe. Okay, the only way you're going to face St. Joe again is if you reach them in the championship. Obviously, we hope the Renegades get to the championship, but it's not likely you're going to see St. Joe again. But against the two teams you're likely going to face in the wild card and divisional rounds in Sedalia and Joplin, lost to Sedalia 4-3 to and lost to Joplin 5-4 to in 13 innings. So you played two teams that you're likely going to see again very close and just didn't have the one extra hit fall your way and then there's a chance now going to see him again this week and then punching the playoff potentially in the playoffs I think that gives you a little bit of of hope because you're most likely going to have to go to one of those these two teams ballparks next Monday or next Tuesday but to lose in the way they did both on the road both one run games you have to be thinking okay and maybe a little bit we're a little bit more hyped up in the playoffs just one hit goes our way and we could find ourselves into the next round yeah you're absolutely right on that and, and that that is the thing you have to keep in mind is sometimes you know there, I mean, there, there's very few teams that make uh, any sort of perfect run of, of sorts, and so you got to have that quick mindset to, to make the changes, evaluate how you went from the game, and then get ready for the next game, and that's that's what they have to do. But, you know, looking at those positive bright spots, I mean, Carter Gorling had a great outing as well um, on the mound. You know, again, he's a player that wasn't really recruited as a pitcher but has stepped up and, and done well there. Uh, Ian Nolf, I mentioned him having a great outing. Also on this three-game road, road trip is uh, Jack Matashak. Really, he didn't rack up a lot of hits, so this is something that you won't see unless you watch the games or you heard me call the games. He didn't rack up a lot of hits, but where he made a big difference is uh, is that he had uh, last night, I believe he had six appearances, at least six appearances. I think he did strike out one of those, but he walked three times, I believe, three or four times and had two hit-by-pitches which really that's something that for him just to be patient and make the pitcher pitch to him worked really well. We've seen some other players that also have done that too is they just got to be patient. That's why we ended up with so many base runners and so few hits. But, you know, that's the next step now in that progression is the Renegades have to find a way. They're finding ways to get on without uh, having to do much work. Now they're having now they have to find a way to produce out of that. Well, like you talked about with Matashek, after all those times reaching pace last night, raises on a base percentage for the season to 416, and that's an elite number. And the Renegades could sure use that continuous offensive output as we enter this final week. Well, now let's look ahead. Renegades versus Nevada tonight at home and then tomorrow on the road. Renegades sit at 15 and 20. Meanwhile, the Griffins sit at 12 and 25. So the Renegades have a four-game lead with six games to play. So a win tonight could go a very long way. And there's a real opportunity if the Renegades take these next two games. The Renegades can clinch themselves a playoff spot in about 48 hours. We'll see if that happens once we get underway in just a moment. But with the umpire meeting having just concluded, do want to get you the starting lineups for these two squads for the visiting Nevada Griffins in fourth place in the South Division. Nicholas Martino will lead off and play center, followed by Seth Gray at third, batting second. 
Luke Piazza is at first base and hitting third, followed by the catcher, Sam Ann Warren, hitting cleanup. Andrew Pickering is in right, batting fifth. He homered when these two teams played last week. Grant Noakes is the DH in the sixth spot, followed by Caleb Chance, the number seven hitter at short. Mason Eastman will play second in the eighth spot, and Jacob Strobel will round out the lineup in left field. And on the mound tonight for the Griffins will be Jonah Sarabia making the start for the Griffins. Let's turn to the Renegades lineup. They will oppose the right-hander in Sarabia with four straight left-handers on the top part of their lineup. You're going to see a pretty familiar one as it's a lot of names the Renegades have turned to all season long. Adonis Forte will lead off and play center for the Renegades, followed by Cole Wagner and left field batting second. Andrew Imgarn elevated to number three spots, playing third base tonight. And then Jack Wagner, excuse me, not Jack Wagner, that's, uh, I'm just mixed Jack <laughs> Matashek and Cole Wagner. Jack Matashek and his 416 on base percentage play right field and bat cleanup. Jackson Lovich, the shortstop for the Renegades, bats fifth tonight. Luke Fuller is the DH and hitting six tonight. Carter Gorling, you just mentioned, had a good start on the mound. He takes the turn at first base and hits seventh. Herschler behind the dish, hits eighth, followed by Colby Ott to finish it off at second base, batting ninth. And a turn to the starting rotation for Colin Trees. He's on the mound tonight for the Renegades. Are you expecting big things out of Trees here tonight? You know, he's uh, he's got his green glove. I, I talked to him before the game. It definitely, when he's out there, looks more teal than green. But, you know, for him, really the, the key to the success is he just got to limit the damage, limit the hits, limit any run production, but most importantly to help out his bullpen is he's got to get into the uh, as far into the game as he can. If he can go seven, eight innings, that might be pushing it. That might be the real, real high end to get eight innings. But if he can get six or seven solid innings, and then uh, obviously the batters be patient, get some on bases, and string those hits along. They've been very streaky, and they'll get you know two or three on base, and they'll have no hits. And then they'll have nobody on base, and they'll have two or three hits. So if they can find a way to uh, to put that all together, I think that'll uh, that'll do well for them tonight. Obviously, that's that's really you know any key to any baseball game, but particularly for the Renegades, if they can just find a way to hit some balls when they have runners on base, that's going to be a big cure-all for them. Well, that's just going to about do it for us here in the pregame as we are just about ready for first pitch here at the Ballpark National Anthem. About to get going. So while that happens, we will step away. Renegades and Griffins, it's a big one in Mink League Baseball. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi i'm retired army sergeant trent dirks and i want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever retrieving freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you experts from retrieving freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement retrieving freedom gave me the skilled service dog tracer who has been my best friend in my lifeline to find out more about how you can get involved volunteer foster or to donate visit their website retrievingfreedom.org retrieving freedom changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism moex dock and norm direct is back better than ever much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to st louis airport yes moex dock and norm direct is mid-missouri
Missouri's leader in premier group travel, sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dr. Norm Direct. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all. Just about time for first pitch here at the ballpark on a steamy evening at Vivian Field, just as it's been for most of the season. That's gonna, not going to stop us from playing any baseball, and hopefully we've got a good one on tap as Shreves is out there throwing his warm-up pitches. When these two teams faced off last week in the doubleheader, although the Renegades were able to split in both games, their starters had allowed Nevada to score two runs in the first inning in each game. So, Blake, what do you think Shreves needs to do? Because I feel it's pretty important. Like I said, although the Renegades won one game and split, I feel it's important for Shreves here to get off to a good start and, and not put the Renegades in a hole before they even come to the plate. Well, I think you're absolutely right on that. I mean, that's something that, that uh, the takeaway from that after they gave up those early runs, they shut them down after that point and were able to, to minimize the, uh, the bleeding. But if they can find a way to uh, to get on top early that obviously helps the players loosen up a little bit I think that was one of the things that uh, helped them last night in Joplin as they had the lead for much of the game going into the bottom of the ninth inning they had a four to two lead but uh, just letting them have that have that uh, cushion a little bit uh, but for Shreves you know he's just got to have a good outing he's got to follow suit of what uh, his teammates have done here in the last uh, several days as we reach this stretch. We're about right in the middle of the uh, 12 games in, in 11 days. So, uh, you know, like I said, if he can go as deep into the game as he can, that's going to help because I know in the pitching department it's getting a little bit thin. So that's going to help out his cause if he can do that uh, here tonight. That, that will help out, and that's also going to help out for later on um, throughout the games that we're going to play over the next few days. Well, the Renegades just about ready to get going in a big six-game stretch to close out the season in third place in the South at 15-20. and 20. They do still have a, a shot to catch Joplin or Sedalia for the first or second spots, but Sedalia sits at 19-20, and 20, so that's four more wins from the Renegades, and Joplin is at 21-18, and 18, so they've got the Renegades by six wins, two less losses. So Renegades not eliminated from those two spots, but it would take a big week. Renegades just focused on starting this one off right and putting themselves in really good position over the Griffins as Shree's first pitch is misses inside for a ball. And we are underway from the Dock and Rome Direct broadcast booth. 
just after 7 p.m. 7.07 officially for first pitch. Trees into the windup. His 1-0 will miss low and inside. Now runs 2-0 on Martino. It'll be Martino, the center fielder, Gray, the third baseman, and Piazza, the first baseman. One, two, three for the Griffins here in the first. 2-0 pitches at the knees. A call and strike dropped by Herschler, but the strike call made by the home plate umpire. So now 2-1 on Martino. Renegades playing their first home game since Thursday where they beat Chillicothe 4-2. Trees into the one appears the 2-1 pitch. It is going to nab the outside corner a strike. Herscher drops the ball again. Don't know what's going on. Regardless, it's been back-to-back -back called strikes delivered from Treves to Martino. So now a two-ball, two-strike count to the leadoff hitter for the Griffins. Renegades have Goring and Ott on the right side. Lovich. And Imgarn on the left. Swung on and missed strike three. And a strikeout swinging for Shreves to get his night underway. One up, one down. And the Griffins will have to send Gray to the play with one on and nobody out. Yeah, that's exactly how you want to start the game off for Shreves. As uh, build a little momentum in, in his uh, portfolio here. Start that roll, get that rolling, and just continue to keep up momentum. So Shreves, after falling behind 2-0, comes all the way back. Gets two strikes looking and then a strike swinging to retire Martino. And that's what makes it even better is, as you said, he was he was uh, down 2-0 and came back. First pitch now to Gray. He's hit high in the air on the infield. Ott moving to his left now a couple steps into the outfield. Grass has camped under it and makes the catch head high for out number two. And just six pitches thrown by Shreves to get the first two batters. He looks good to start this ball game. And before we get to Luke Piazza, can you explain a little bit about why I am hearing backyard against walk-up music in the first inning? Why Blake? not? Why not? So uh, today, our, uh, we only had one Monday Monday game uh, here in the season, so it's kids take over. So playing a little different walk-up music, we'll have some kids involved in some other activities and other ways throughout the game. So, you know, just getting the youngsters involved, keeping that love of baseball going for them is we want to do here for the Renegades. Left-handed hitter Luke Piazza looks at a ball outside, 1-0 and on the Griffins' first baseman. Two outs, 0-0 zero, zero ball game just underway. Nobody on base here at Vivian Field. Renegades will play three home games this week, including today, this one in their strike one and one. So if you have not gotten the chance to come out to Vivian Field and see our Renegades, join us on Thursday and Friday, both games against Joplin at home. And if the Renegades have the week that they are hoping for, those could be potential games with playoff implications. This one grounded back up the middle. Ott with a sliding stop. Pops to his feet, throws to first. It is over the glove of Gorling. Herschel there to back it up. And that will hold him to just at first base. I would assume that will be a throwing error. It was a dandy start to the play by Ott, but then just overthrew Gorling when it looked like he had plenty of time to get Piazza. Yeah, you have to ask Tom on that, but I agree. Base hit. Ruined so. it a base hit. That's an interesting call because I thought they had plenty of time and the throw was high. Um, but regardless, it was a great start to the play, just not the finish the Renegades wanted. So now first base runner of the night for the Griffins and they bring up Sam Man Warren. So Piazza reaches after the first two were retired. He's at first base. Goring holds him on. Man Warren batting cleanup and playing catcher tonight. First pitch is ripped to third base. Picked by Imgar and it gets away from him. A long throw to first base. It is not going to be in time. And then it gets past Goring and goes up the right field line. So Piazza is going to make his way to third base. Now first and third with two outs. But assume that will go as an infield single because Imgar would have not had a throw at first. Then the air will allow Piazza to advance to third. Yeah, that's a tough play there anyways as a hard hit ball for him to glove and uh, you know, make the throw, but the good thing there, too, that we saw is that uh, guys are paid attention out there, and they understand the situation as uh, coming over to cover third. So Imgarten's on third. He was making the fielding 
uh, effort in the throw coming over at shortstop was Lovich to cover the bag just in case. So now Pickering in two on two out trees with the over to first. This inning started with a strikeout and a pop out and now just in the last couple of pitches two infield singles and then one throwing error has runners at the corners with two outs. 0-0 ball game and here's the first pitch to Pickering. This one swung at foul out of play 0-1. Three straight pitches swung at by Griffin's batters. Treves looking to get this final out of the inning. Keith thinks scoreless, has not allowed a ball out of the infield, yet he's given up two hits. But no runs, that's the most important part. It's now the lefty Pickering back in. Short leaded first baseman Warren. He's running. Is this one at well to right field? Going back is Matashek. He's at the wall, and that is over and gone for a three-run home run for the Nevada Griffins. The infield singles come back to haunt the Renegades, and Pickering will get to trot around the bases. And it's now 3-0 in favor of the Griffins in the top of the first inning. Well, Pickering definitely had to think about if that was going to go foul or fair as that goes over about 3, I would say 305, 310. The, uh, the fence down there is 300 down the right field line. And that didn't go over by much, but went over by enough as he turned on it and sent it over the park fence. Well, Pickering certainly admired it at home plate for a couple of seconds. When you put a swing like that on a baseball, I think you deserve it. He turned on that pitch, and very quickly how this inning has changed. First two retired, and then infield single, infield single, and home run. It's now 3 nothing. as I didn't hear what song was played, but Noak steps in, looks at a strike 0-1. So sixth batter of the inning now for the Griffins who lead three to nothing. Nobody on and two out in the top of the first inning. Shreve's delivery. This one hit hard to left. Wagner coming in. He'll have to play it on a hop. He had no other choice. And that's a fourth straight hit for the Griffins. Three of them singles. And Shreve's is just getting hit around the yard each last couple of at-bats. Yeah, Shreve's just needs to, you know, settle down a little bit. He needs to make his pitches, hit his marks. as uh, you know, something that definitely recoverable from. No need to panic right now as we're still just in the top of the first inning, but we've got to find a way to get out of this and let our guys get a bat. Well, like I said, this inning began with two straight outs, and then Piazza hit an infield single. It wasn't all that hard. Then Man Warren hit another infield single. That one was hit a lot harder at strike one looking to Caleb Chance. So Man Warren's infield single, Pickering's home run, and then Noakes' single have all been bullets off the bat of Griffin's. This one hit in the air to right center field. Ott will jump and make the leap and grab in just outfield grass. And he saves what would have been probably runners on first and third again for the Griffins. And that will end the inning. So Nevada puts on three runs. They've got an early lead. We'll head to the bottom of the first inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. 
By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Ben Schmidt and Blake Gasway coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Hope you're all enjoying your Monday evenings in Jefferson City or wherever you may be listening. Thanks for tuning in on the Show Me Sports Network to Renegades Baseball. Renegades are going to have to battle early because they head to the bottom of the first inning, trailing 3 to nothing. I'm sure starter for the Griffins, Jonas Sarabia, is very happy with the run support that he's received. Hopefully the Renegades can jump on top of him. And it'll start with their top of the order in Forte. Wagner and Imgard, one, two, three. Matashek in the hole in case any of them can reach. Renegades will start this thing with four straight lefties coming to the dish against the righty Sarabia. And we're just about set. Right-hander sets at the belt and deliver first pitch to Forte. Just misses high, one and oh. Ben, you're coming to them live from the Dockenorm Direct Broadcast booth. I'm coming to them from the Dockenorm Snack booth, brought to you by Sonic. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. You've got the whole setup going on over there on the other side of the booth, outside 2-0 now. I don't get to sit in this chair that often on this side of the broadcast, so I take full advantage of it for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? So Forte back in ahead in a two-ball, no-strike count. Next pitch delivered. Hit high in the air to left center field, but plenty of time for Strobel to run under it. Looks like he's got it sized up just into the shade. Makes the catch about shoulder high off to his left. And Forte is retired for out number one. And just how this top of the first started, bottom of the first same way with one up, one down. Looks like Forte was having a quick chat with Sarabia on the way by. Didn't look to be anything that upset Forte. Maybe just a couple of smiles shared or... Also, the way that ball was hit, Forte maybe could have been saying, hey, I just missed that one because he got certainly a lot of elevation just under it a little bit, and that's why it didn't carry. Yeah, I would say it was probably a friendly, uh, just a friendly little chirping on the way by. So Cole Wagner on in. The Renegades walk king will look at a ball outside, 1-0. and Wagner, like he has most of the season, hitting second in the order. We're going to propel the Renegades to a good final week, three home games, three road games for an off day Sunday and hopefully a playoff game Monday. This one it on a line out to second base, but Eastman's got it moving to his left. A high throw to first, but Piazza has got it. Use every bit of that frame, and Wagner is retired. Two up, two down. Speaking of that, I'm going to look at the height on Piazza because that throw looked to be a little high, but I think his height may have helped him secure that as I try and follow this sheet on over. He is 6'2", so not anything extraordinary, but certainly had to stretch to grab that one on the ground ball. And now two up, two down. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing I talked about, taking advantage of the snack booth over here. I got plenty of water tonight. I ran out of water about the sixth inning, and we played 13. So needless to say, I ran a little parched last night. First pitch, Emgarn bounces off the plates. 1-0. Yeah, I'm sure that was a fun experience. And although Joplin has a uh, 
great setup there in the broadcast booth. I'm sure it was enough, a lot of fun for you to be running in and out of it, trying to grab water, or not even grab water, but just running around. At least I made sure the bathroom was unlocked before I ran into the locked door there. This one, a called strike on the outside corner. She even had a ball and a strike. Andrew Imgo on the third baseman in just about two weeks or so with the Renegades. Have not seen him hit third in the order a lot, but he's got that spot here tonight. Renegades making a clear effort to put left-handers at the top of the order against the right-handed starter. This one at on a line out to center field, but the shortstop chance makes a dandy of a play and throws just in time to Piazza to get out number three. And the shortstop for the Griffins just saved what looked like was going to be a two-out single by the batter, Imgarn. I thought for sure that'd be a, a base hit. Absolutely, and Chance ranging far to his left. He was probably about a step in front of the outfield grass and then delivered a strike to Piazza for out number three. Renegades go three up, three down, and we'll head to the second. Griffins lead this one three to nothing on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Back for Renegades versus Griffins here at Vivian Field. Ben Schmidt, Blake Asway coming to you from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid Missouri's leader and premier group travel group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond if they do it all. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at mlexpress.com. Thanks again to Doc and Norm. They've been so great to us all season long, going to and from all around the Mink League in the Midwest. We'll use them three more times this week, traveling to Nevada, Sedalia, and Chillicothe, and then hopefully beyond on a couple of road trips in the playoffs. And after Shreves finishing his warm-up pitches, they're looking like the umpire and head coach Mike D'Amelia are going to head out to the mound and have a talk with him. Did you see anything there that happened in warm-ups? I did not. I was uh, too busy talking to Ashley behind me about the road trip here, but they are having a conversation. I don't know if they look like they're checking that right arm, that right forearm, the sun playing some havoc here. So, Well, if it's an injury thing, usually the home plate umpire does not go out with the coaches, and I would guess... Maybe they saw something on Shreve's arm that they thought could have been distracting to the batter. It was after the warm-up pitches had been tossed. And I was too busy. Whatever it is, it's been, res- it's been resolved. Oh, so. yes. No, it's... So hopefully a much smoother inning here for Colin Shreves as he's back out for the second inning. Had to face seven batters in the first. Gave up three runs and four hits. And now we'll face the bottom of the order, Eastman and Strobel. And then afterwards back to the top. And Martino, first pitch misses up and in, 1-0 on Eastman. Eastman at second base tonight, moved down to the bottom part of the order. 
This one hit on a line to left field. That's getting it over the third base and him guarding into left field for a base hit. And just over an inning into this game, the Griffins already have five hits and a runner on first base to start the second inning. That's uh, not at all what the Renegades were trying to do here. Yeah, at the rate this is going, a uh, this will not be a successful night at the ballpark, but still incredibly early in this one. It's just so far the Griffins are not only the thing that is alarming so far about this ball game is not only the Griffins hitting the baseball, they are barreling the baseball. Yeah, and they're they're not hitting super far other than that home run. They're just getting constant contact. This pitch showed bunt there by Strobel. He pulled back. Did that hit the batter? Well, it looked like it brushed his jersey because his jersey is uh, it's quite a ways open. And yep, that did hit his jersey, oh, and they yeah. are going to rule that he did not swing, so that will award him first base. Strobel showed bunt, and when the ball hit him, the only question would be whether or not he had went around, and after an appeal to the infield umpire, they rule that he did not. So now two runners on with nobody out in the second inning. And now home plate umpire going out to chat once again with Colin Trees. What an interesting start to this inning. You know, I, I wonder if there he's not just saying, you know, hang with the young man, just keep at it. You know, I thought that ball hit him because the jersey was split wide open. It's button-down jersey, yeah. but uh, that was the case there. <laughs> he produced the ball out of his jersey. I don't think the question there would be whether or not it hit him. I just think it was whether or not he had been, went around because he had been showing bunt. And after the appeal, they ruled that he did not. So now first and second, nobody out. I'd guess Bunt here again with Martino stepping in. He's 0 for 1. He'll swing at the first pitch and line it to right field. Matashek coming in, makes the catch. And a big out number one on a ball hit pretty well, but almost right at Matashek. And he makes the catch for out number one. Again, not a lot of uh, power necessarily in these hits. I mean, that was, that was uh, a good hit, but just getting a good chunk of the barrel on these balls. And they're just really placing them here and there all over the field. Well, it looks like at least early on that Treves is missing with the fastball. It seems like most of these, when he's gone with the heat, have been pretty much in the hitting zone. And I think that's why we've seen quite a bit barreled up so far. And like you mentioned, not hit so not hit so far, but hard. Even the infield single last inning was scolded right at Imgard, and that's part of the reason why he wasn't able to pick it cleanly. It's now gray in. Store runners on first and second. One out now, and the Griffins lead 3 to nothing. This one hit on the ground to third. Imgarn will step on third, then throw across to first. It is just in time, and that's an inning-ending double play, and Shreves needs just two pitches to retire three and gets through the inning scoreless, faces just four. And well, he had some adversity there, too. He had to fight through. Absolutely, and the double play, a big one, especially Imgarn having the knowledge to just step on third and then throw to first rather going around the horn. So with that, we'll head to the bottom of the second inning. Renegades show this one 3 to nothing. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Back for the bottom of the second inning, Renegades and Griffins. And I want to talk a little bit about the end of that top of the second inning because Shrees had allowed the first two to reach and then gets fly out and double play through just two pitches and got three outs. Hopefully that's the turning point for Shrees and what could hopefully be a bounce back next couple innings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he stayed with it. That's the thing is uh, you really got to have that short mindset just to make your pitches, keep going. You've got to, uh, you know, just, just know that you gave up that home run earlier, but just move on past it and, and look at who you're currently facing and just hit those spots, hit those marks where you need to be. It's now arguably the Renegades' best hitter in Jack Matashek stepping in to lead off the second inning. It'll be 4-5-6, Matashek Lovich. As Matashek rips it on the ground, but a sliding grab by the first baseman, Piazzo, who'll feed the covering Sarabia. And that's a very nice play turned in by the Griffins' first baseman. Retires Matashek for out number one. And on a well-hit ball, but unlike the ones that have been falling in for the Griffins, that one did not find outfield grass for Matashek. So he is retired, four up, four down for the Renegades against Sarabia. As I was saying, four, five, six in the order for the Renegades. This inning, Matashek just grounded out. Now Lovich, Luke Fuller on deck. Three nothing in favor of the Griffins, one out into the bottom of the second. Lovich looks at a pitch just off the outside corner, one and oh. I think this is the first time we've seen Lovich on the orange arm sleeve all season. Yeah, he had it on the road trip, but I don't think he wore it during... Uh during one of our games, but I did see This it. one hit hard out to left field. Left fielder Strobel going back, and he makes the catch in the left center field gap. And back-to-back -back scolded baseballs, and the Renegades have nothing to show for it. Two up, two down. That's really been the, uh, you know, M.O. for the Renegades, too, is they've had good hits. They've just been right at somebody or plays that have been made. Well, Lovich coming into today hitting 253, and he has plenty of extra base hits. He's hit the ball hard. I think that was one of the harder baseballs he has hit all season. He barreled that up and then just hit it right at Strobel. So unfortunately, that's out number two. And now Luke Fuller in. First pitch to him upstairs. It's now 1-0. So far this inning, just four pitches thrown by Sarabia, and he's recorded two outs. He's retired all five that he's faced and has already gotten three runs of support. 1-0 pitch to Fuller. This one in there. A strike came with the fastball and delivered it right down Broadway. It's now even a ball and a strike. Carter Goring. The seven hitter waiting on deck for the Renegades, looking for their first base runner. They're going to have to put a couple on to crawl out of this deficit. 1-1 pitch, now to four, swung on a miss, went chasing on a pitch in the dirt, and now that makes it a ball on two. Strikes is four, swung over the top of what I believe was either a changeup or a curveball, had a lot of downward movement on it. So now it's a one ball, two strike count on the Renegades' DH. Four to one of the Renegades' all-star representatives. And one, two count, two outs, nobody on. And here's the delivery. It is a pitch just off the outside corner. It missed by much. That runs it to two balls and two strikes. Well, Fuller also the home run derby winner for this year. We've finished as the Renegades organization second for the last two or three seasons. 
He won it this year. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs to four. Hits this one in the air off to the right side. It's curving over near the dugout, and that's going to get over the net and out of play. So we'll do the two at two again. The Griffins have Gray and Chance on the left side, Eastman and Piazza on the right. Pretty much straight up. Nothing too different about the infield alignment. Lots of room to work with up the middle. Maybe Eastman pulled to his left a little bit more on the right side. So now into the 2-2 again after the foul ball. Here's the delivery to Fuller. It is off the outside part of the plate, and that runs at full. And the Renegades here with a chance to have their first base runner of the night to Fuller can reach. All five are tired so far. Three of them on ground outs, the other two on flyouts to the left fielder. No strikeouts so far yet for Sarabia. Renegades have been swinging early in the count. This is the first two-strike two count. Here comes the 3-2 pitch to Fuller. It is going to be hit on the ground, back up the middle. It's hit slowly, chance to his left, and then he bobbles the ball. Four will beat it out at first base as the throw is airmailed, but four will stop at first. I would assume that's going to be infield single for the Renegades' DH and will give them a two-out base runner. Yeah, great job there of him to battle back and uh, send that one up the middle. Not fielded very cleanly. Would have been a tough throw anyways as it uh, ends up wide of the mark at the first baseman and bounces off the uh, dugout over there. Well, it was hit directly up the middle, just not hit all that hard, and then really died on the grass. So Chance moving to his left, and still looked like he had time to get fuller, but it was airmailed. Well, it would have been a bang-bang play, so I would assume that's ruled as an infield hit. That'll be the Renegades' first of the ball game. Now Gorling in. Pitches right down Broadway, and looked at for strike one on Gorling. Gorling playing a lot of first base, and then a couple turns on the mound this season for the Renegades. That's seventh tonight. Hitting just a few over 200 on the season. This one popped up out of play. And that runs into a ball and two strikes. Or no balls and two strikes, pardon me. It's going to begin with a ground out by Matashek and a line out by Lovich. So three pitches had the first two outs for the starter, Sarabia. And then went 3-2 to four before allowing him to reach on an infield single. And now has had no balls and two strikes on Gorling. Pretty short lead off a of first for Fuller. He's held on by Piazza. And here comes the 0-2 delivery to Goring. It is hit on the line to right field. It's sinking fast. That's going to get down just over the first baseman and into right field. On his way to third is four as that one kicks away. Goring will stop at first. And back-to-back -back hits by the Renegades. Half first to third with two outs in the bottom of the second inning. Tying run and Herschel are coming to the plates. Well, that's exactly what I was saying. They just have to find a way to string the hits along, string it together when they have runners on the base pass. Well, that ball not hit all that hard. It was a looping little... Uh, shallow fly ball hit off the bat of Goring, but it was too deep for any of the infielders to get and then plopped down at shallow outfield grass. So the two hard hit balls this inning recorded for outs, and then the two soft hit balls recorded for Renegade singles. They've now got first and third, two outs, and the first delivery to Herschel hit on a line to right field. That is sinking fast, but not fast enough as Pickering will make the catch ranging to his right for out number three. Renegades put some good one on the ball, but are coming up empty. So we'll head to the third inning. Griffin show this one, or lead this one, pardon me, three to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Well, we go to the bottom of the second inning here as the Renegades trail by a score of three to nothing. They have a pitching change on the mound. This will be Xander Levin, the junior from Northwest Missouri State, right-handed pitcher. He hails from Columbia as he will face the first batter here. Don't have that roster in front of me. Lefty, that first pitch upstairs and outside, ball one. So Lovin will be down in the count of one ball, no strike. Again, Lovin's coming back for his second season as a renegade. As he played last year, had spent some time after our season up in the Northwoods League. This one hit high in the air out to right field. Matashek chasing after it. Forte is going to call him off and make the catch just shy of the warning track. A nice running grab for the Renegade center fielder, and that retires Piazza for out number one. Gave that one a drive, but just not enough. And good communication there by the Renegades outfielders because that easily could have been a miscommunication and a dropped ball. But now one up, one down for the new pitcher, Lovin. Gets Piazza. Get a little nervous, too, there as uh, Matashek going back on it. He's surveying around him, looking at the wall, looking at... Uh, at the uh, at Adonis as well. So after a new pitcher, Xander Levin retires the first batter he faces. Now Sam Man Warren stepping in. First pitch to him will snap just inside. So now 1-0 and on the catch. Who had an infield single scored on the Pickering home run in his first at-bat in the first. Levin sets his 1-0 pitch. Now swung on a miss into the glove of Herschler. Now we're at a ball and a strike. Final line for Colin Shreves, the Renegade starter. Goes two innings, strikes out one, gives up five hits and three runs. Did retire the last couple batters he faced. Got the fly out, then the double play to end the second. But now he's out of the ball game as Lovin just misses inside with the curveball. It's now two and one. Was corrected on the uh, couple batters for the Renegades last inning. The Luke Fuller hit was actually an error. So just one out of the two that reached were base hits. This one popped up into shallow right field. Ott going out. Matashek coming in. It's going to be Ott who makes the catch in shallow outfield grass. And that's two up, two down for Levin. He is off to a good start for the Renegades. Boy, these again continue the trend of well-hit balls, putting a lot of barrel on them, just not getting too far out of play. So a big batter coming up here in Andrew Pickering. He blasted a home run out of here to right field. And the game excuse me, his first at-bat actually also had a two-home run in the game last week. So he has hurt the Renegades with two-run shots, fouls the first pitch off 0-1. Yeah, that one caught everybody on the way by, so it'll be just a second here to let everybody 
catch your breath and readjust. But as I was talking about, yeah, just 0-1. As, the, uh, as I was talking about Matashek going back in that ball, he was surveying the fence. He was surveying where Adonis was at, was tracking the ball all at the same time and didn't have any, uh, you know, it wasn't panic, but just looking at a lot of things, and Adonis calls him off, makes that grab. Well, in the top of the third inning, Renegades trail 3 to nothing. Oh, one pitch misses upstairs now, 1-1. One one. New pitcher into the ball game for the Renegades, if you're just joining us. Xander Lovin in relief of Colin Shreves. On the mound for the Griffins, Jonas Sarabia has gone two innings without a run. A run at just one hit as Lovin misses just outside with the fastball. Did not miss by much. It's now 2-1 and one to Pickering. He's 1-1 one one with a home run. I don't know if you've noticed since uh, the last uh, that foul ball that caught the home plate umpire, he really gets down behind Joe behind home plate. 2-1 pitch coming. It will bend just out of the zone. And Lovin not missing by much, but just high and outside. And it's now 3-1. and one. Yeah, he's getting a good view of that strike zone, so I don't know how much argument we're going to see because he is right there. Not a whole lot we see get that low. 3-1 pitch is outside. That's ball four, and not a whole lot of stuff there for Pickering to hit, and he will shot down to first base, a two-out base runner for the Griffins. I don't blame him, though, for that after having a foul ball. Jack right off your arm. I think uh, I'd try to be as skinny as possible down there as well. So now Grant Noakes, he singled the left field his first at, at bat. Steps in with two outs and one on in the top of the third inning. Griffin's trying to add to a 3-0 lead. All three came with two outs in the first inning after the Griffins went infield single, infield single, and then home run. I said two-run home run for Pickering I think a few minutes ago. It was a three-run bomb. He hit the two-run bomb when these two teams faced last week. So first pitch to Noakes will miss low, 1-0. So now for three straight games, the Griffins have struck for multiple runs against the Renegades in the first inning. This one hit in the air, foul down the right field line. Goring will give chase, but he'll have no play. So now we're at a ball and a strike. And in two out of those three games, the first inning runs for the Griffins came on a well-hit home run balls. Yeah, they, I you're looked, right. They were well hit. The ones today came on the Pickering home run. Home run. And the ones in the game last week, also two of them came on the Pickering home run. So they just need to intentionally walk Andrew Pickering in the first inning next time. 1-1 pitch, misses low and outside. 2-1 to Noakes. These two teams only face one more time, but maybe we give a little scouting apart that is just avoid Pickering in the first inning at all costs. That seems fair. On an off of first base, that is Pickering. He just walked this one. In the air to right field, hit pretty well. Matashek on his horse, now slows up and will make the catch just in front of the track. A nice running grab for the Renegades right fielder to end the inning, and a successful first one for Levin. He retires three, just gives up the walk. We'll head to the bottom of the third. Renegades show this one three to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Bottom of the third inning now between the Renegades and the Griffins. Thanks so much everyone for tuning in tonight as the Renegades come to bat. When I tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri, Walk-Off Wood, Walk Wood Company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves, to help find your confidence at the plate, give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hopefully the Renegades bats have some magic in them as they come to the plate in the bottom of the third inning, trailing three to nothing. First of two straight games between the Renegades and Nevada. Second game will be tomorrow on the road. 1-0 pitch now coming to Ott. He will look at one way up and inside. It's now 2-0. On the Renegade's second baseman. Yeah, that one was a pretty close to knocking him in the head there. So Ott back into the batter's box. We'll go back to the top after this. Forte leadoff and Wagner following. 2-0 pitch swung on a missed. Ott was late on that one. It's now 2-1. Go, Colby. You got it. Renegades looking to snap a three-game losing streak. All three came on the road over the weekend against the Daily St. Joe and Joplin. On the number nine here, first at bat. 2-1 pitch is hit in the oh. air to center field. Hit pretty well, but Martino looks to have it size up. Going back on it, oh. twists the body and makes the catch for out number one. On a pretty well-hit ball to center field, but a fly out for out number one. We have had a couple well-hit balls tonight, but Nevada just gets right there to get it. So one time through the order for Jonas Arabia has allowed just one hit. Hasn't struck out a batter, but has gotten the luck of a lot of Adam balls. And we'll now go back to the top. And Adonis Forte, who flew out to left field on a ball hit pretty high in the air, but not all that far in his first at-bat. Into the box now is Forte. Renegade's leadoff hitter for pretty much all of the season stepping in. And the first pitch to him is going to be just high, a ball 1-0. Who do you think is going to be our new leadoff hitter when Adonis goes on vacation later this week? What are your guesses there, Ben? I think I think you gotta give a look to maybe Cole Wagner. One zero pitch is swung on a missed one and one, because Wagner's been hitting second for a large portion of the season, and he gets on base a lot. So I feel like that'd be a good replacement candidate. I would agree with that. That's let probably me, who I would. Pick. Let me look at the stats. One one pitch now coming to Forte as he hits this one wall to right. Going back is Pickering. He slows up. This ball is out of here. Adonis Forte turns on a baseball and sends it out to right. That's the Renegades' first run out of the game and Forte's first blast of the season. And a no, well-deserved round around the bases. His first blast at home. He has a home run on the road? Yeah, I, when we were in Sedalia, he got a home run. 
Okay, you are correct. I yep. videoed it. That's why, because I was not there. So his second home run of the season for Forte is a solo shot. And he got all of that baseball to right field. Pickering knew it was out of here. And it's now 3-1, to one, still in favor of the Griffins, but the Renegades are on the board. Cole Wagner's had a couple home runs as of recently, so hopefully... He had a today will be a lucky day. He had a great couple of games in Nevada last week. Homer twice in one day. No, three times. First pitch to him. I the first one was a triple and a throwing error. Oh, okay. The third one. It was you can call it a little league like home run. It, it was a home run. He made it all the way home. So it's a one ball, no strike count on Wagner. Nobody on, one out. Pitch Two just balls. off the outside corner. So Forte. Sends one out to right field for home run number two of the season. His first at home, like you mentioned, Ashley. And it's now 3-1. to one. This one fouled straight back. I wonder if you guys can hear my fan over there. I got a really fancy setup tonight with this portable, adjustable fan. Does not look like you can hear the fan. Okay. Well, you're missing out because it's a good breeze here. 2-1 pitch now coming to Wagner. Just fouled the 2-0 pitch off and then swings and fouls. Another off now even at two balls and two strikes. Wagner looking to continue the Renegades' comeback efforts. Coming into this inning down three to nothing before Forte just hit one out to cut into the deficit. Now Wagner, who's had a good last week or so at the plate in the home run department in a two-ball, two-strike count. Catcher Man Warren looks to be setting down and away. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Just hit foul Ooh. off to the left side. That's exactly where the pitch went. But Wagner hit it off to the left side over everyone and into the trees. So we'll do the 2-2 pitch once again. Lefty hitting third baseman Andrew Imgarn waits on deck. He's 0-for-1 as we're the first Renegades hitters, the first five Renegades hitters the first time through the order. 2-2 pitch upstairs now 3-2. and two. It's a real good stat to have there. Yeah, it was not a good start <laughs> for the Renegades on offense, but they've picked things up as, as of late. Their last five batters, three of them have reached. So tr tre odds, trending yeah. in the right direction. Wagner back into the box. It's three balls and two strikes. Nobody on and one out. Sarah be a long look into Man Warren, and here's the delivery. It misses low, and that's a walk for Wagner as he gets to the backstop. But he'll head down to first base, and back-to-back -back for the Renegades have reached. Now Imgarten coming to the plate, but the Renegades down two. So a good couple of plate appearances for the Renegades. Have them showing some signs of life on offense. And now Imgarn will step in after grounding out his first time up. Well hit ball here. Could have the Renegades right back in this one in the third inning. So Sarabia had an excellent start to this ball game. Through the first six batters had not given up a hit. Only one base runner on an error. But since he's given up a single home run and a walk. And a like couple outs odds. mixed in between. Imgarn will swing and miss at the first pitch. So he's behind no balls and a strike. Do you want to know a fun fact about his walk-up song? Let's hear it. According to Joe Shanks, our announcer, it is the most popular MLB walk-up song. I would have not guessed. I, I know what the song is. I can't tell you the name off the top of my head. It's the Tonight song. Yeah. And then everybody's supposed to sing Tonight, but nobody else sings Tonight. Oh, one pitch, runner going. Wagner the Save. slide, and he's into second base. Ball gets into center oh field, God, and back. Wagner's going to go to third he's base good, now on the good. throwing error. And now a second run just 90 feet away for the Renegades, and there's only one out still in the inning. A stolen base for Wagner, and then an advance to third on the air. Renegades are in business. 
So give Wagner credit on the stolen base and the throwing error. Pitch missed for a ball to Imgarns now one and one and a ball in play. Likes to make this three to two and with that the first baseman and third baseman will come in on the corners. This one in out to second base. It's hit slowly so Wagner will come home. One play and that's the first. It's in time to get Imgarden but a successful ground out and it's now three to two. The stolen base and the throwing error comes back to hurt the Griffins and the Renegades right back in this one. Matishek now coming up with two outs and nobody on. So RBI ground out there for Imgarden. He's now 0 for 2, but the ball hit just so slowly and at second base that no play except to go to first with it. If that's hit at the corners, they likely come home with that one. But since it was hit to the second baseman, only play was to first base. And Renegades now trail this one 3 to 2 in the bottom of the third inning. So Matashek in, he grounded out to first. His first time up fouls the first pitch back 0 and 1. Matashek has been leading the way for the Renegades pretty much all season long. Batting average over 300, on base over 400. He's been excellent. He's hitting cleanup tonight. No balls and a strike on him. Looking to snap the offer in his first at bat. Here's the 0-1 to Matashek. High chopper on the ground, second baseman. That's Eastman will play it, then throw to first. Piazza's got it, and that will end the inning. But the Renegades get into the lead of the Griffins. They put two across and make it 3-2. to two. We're a third of the way through. We'll head to the fourth. Renegade trailing 3-2 to two on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from one 100 or beyond we do it all remember we want you to ride moex dock and norm direct we are state tech we are hands-on education when you choose the number one two-year college in the country you know you will be ready for your career that's why at state tech we say from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Xander Lovin back out on the mound in a much closer ball game now because the Renegades have cut into what is a 3-0 lead and now have made it 3-2 thanks to the Adonis Forte solo homer and then the RBI ground up by Andrew Imgarden against the starter for the Nevada Griffin, Sarabia, two runs. Only one of them earned as the throwing error on the stolen base comes back to help the Renegades. Back-to-back groundouts to second. After that, first pitch to the leadoff batter of this inning. Caleb Chance is missed for a ball, 1-0. Next pitch does find the zone on the fastball now, 1-1. One one. Ben, I'm confused why you weren't singing along the baby shark like everybody else was. Oh, I was I was 
doing all my math on the earned yeah. runs and uh, unearned runs. Uh-huh. I care a lot more about the stat stuff. Oh, it looks I'll like we have honest. Davis Welch coming to join us on the... This one on rounded the, to the left side the foul. The broadcast. So he's probably going to take my spot. It's now a one ball and two strike count on Chance. We've got seven, eight, nine in the order. It's Chance, Eastman, and Strobel as Lovin had a first inning of work in the third where he allowed just one base runner a walk. One-two pitch is inside, just missed a chance. It's now two balls and two strikes. First batter of the inning in chance up facing Lovin, who has yet to give up a hit. Two-two pitch, sit in the air to the right center field gap. Forte's not going to have a play, and that's going to drop down for a base hit. Chance will hold up at first base. That's a single to center to get the fourth inning going. Griffin's looking to add to what is a 3-2 to two lead. And now joining us on the broadcast, I believe this is the first time that we've had you on on season, but Davis Welch. Davis, how are you doing tonight on this Monday evening? Doing pretty good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. So as stepping in is Mason Eastman. I want to talk a little bit about your start last week in Nevada because you powered through six innings, six innings of strong baseball. Can you take me a little bit through what that was like? Uh, well, it was my first start here since I showed up a month later. Um, arm was feeling really good and felt really confident with my pitches. I uh, was just looking to really get ahead. First inning I know was a little rocky, uh, but once I worked out of that, pre next five were really good and I felt solid, so hoping to repeat that again tomorrow night. Absolutely. As it's 1-0 count on the second baseman, Mason Eastman, runner on first base, that's chance. Bunt is shown and it's going to be fouled off to the right side. It's now 1-1. One Looking to find your final line here. So six innings, gave up five hits and three runs, especially towards the end there uh, when it was close to coming to you, taking you out. What, what was the thoughts there just trying to get through that final sixth inning of work? Uh, I was just kind of just thinking, you know, stay stay consistent, stay with know what I got. I know my defense is going to have me. Um, just know, don't need to do too much. Just put the ball in play so that my defense can do the work. Bunt and, gets uh, down. Off the mound is Lovin. He'll throw to first. It's in time and moving up to second is Chance. I'll let you really finish good. now that that's out number uh, one. Yeah, but just really trusting my defense to get the job done and not, since I'd thrown a lot of pitches at that point, just kind of work work the batter and let him like make the defense go to work and get the job done for me. And so that was kind of just the thought process there to get, get it done. Top of the fourth inning, Davis Welch joining us here on the broadcast. Renegade starting pitcher just made his first start with the team last week. Now here in the fourth as the Renegade trail. Three to two, runner on second, and one out as Jacob Strobel, the number nine hitter and left fielder, will step in. It's a ball, but a good stop by Hersher behind the plate. So first start in the books now, looking ahead to your second. Do you know when that's going to be at some point this week? Uh, it'll be tomorrow night, actually, in, in Nevada. In Nevada. So that's a, that's a big one, especially when it's the team that's right behind you chasing you for the second wild card spot, mm -hmm. especially with it being Nevada, as I'll wait for the 1-0 pitch to come in. It is going to be swung on a miss, 1-1. Do you guys know that that's, that's the team that's right behind, or are you just trying to block it out and go play good baseball regardless? Uh, I know as a team, we're just trying to go out, and I know we've had a tough – last three games played really well well played two of them really well one of them just didn't really go our way um but just kind of trying to really flush it here with this being the last week before playoffs and just trying to finish strong one more pitch coming it's another bunt off the mound is loving he's gonna have a tough play bare hands and throws the first that's in time to get the batter strobel and a nice play by the renegades right hander back-to-back -back bunts by the griffins but that one took a bare-handed grab and throw it was a perfect one by loving and he's now one out away from getting through the fourth as Chance moves up to third on the play. So you said, obviously, we know your first start last week. Tell us a little about your path to the Renegades this summer. Um, so 
basically, uh, I didn't show up the first half of the summer because I just had trouble with injuries uh, previously and stuff. And so me and my coach uh, back home in Harding, uh, we decided it'd be smarter just to play half the summer to hopefully reduce some of that risk. Um, but I actually have a teammate, Colton Doyle, who he hasn't been here recently because of uh, shoulder injury, but I knew that he was coming to play, and uh, so I heard about the mink through him. And so we got all that situated and talked to Coach D'Amelia and really enjoyed uh, the conversation with him and the thought of coming up here and playing. And so once we got all that figured out, I was ready to go and excited to be here. Now no balls and two strikes on the leadoff batter, Martino, a strike looking and a foul ball. He's got the runner on third base with two outs. That's Chance. And again, just made it three to two. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Misses just upstairs. Now one ball and two strikes. So talk to us a little about, a bit about your routine when you're not pitching. Obviously, you had to go through a couple of things the last couple of days to get ready to take them out tomorrow night. What's that kind of like? I'll wait till this pitch real quick. Sorry about that. Here's the 1-2. It is grounded weakly to the third base, and that's Imgarn to his left. He's going to throw over to first, and it's going to pull Gorling off the bag, and that will allow Martina to reach. It scores the runner, chance of third, and it's now 4-2 in favor of the Griffins as this top of the fourth continues. Back to Davis Welch, who's joining us. So tell us a little bit about your in-between in start routine. Uh, yeah, so for the first couple of days, I'll kind of do some mobility stuff, you know, kind of rehab my arm. That's about two, three days after I'll be doing that. And then on the fourth day, I'll long toss and kind of get a feel for my body again, open things back up. And then once I'm getting closer uh, to my start, like yesterday, um, I threw a little short pin just to get a feel of what's going on in the body, feel for the pitches and uh, – just make sure everything feels good and then today was just a nice solid throw nothing too much not not too little just again kind of getting a feel for pitches and getting a feel for my body so that I'm ready to go for tomorrow and not overdoing it today so I still have some in the tank this pitch at high in the air to center but looks to be playable for Forte he camps under it and makes the catch for out to number three and that ends the top of the fourth inning but an honor and run goes against Lovin and Nevada makes it four to two we'll be right back for the bottom of the fourth inning Davis Welch still with us don't go anywhere we'll be right back running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative Com, or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. 
By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Jackson Lovich coming to the plate. Lead off the bottom of the fourth inning for the Renegades. It'll be 5-6-7 in the order. Lovich, Fuller, and Gorlin as the Renegades trail this one by a score of 4-2. And we're going to tack on some more against Sarabia. Double check during the half inning. Run was actually charged to Love, and they give the infield single and an RBI to Martino. And that has us where we currently stand, 4-2. And also joining us again for this half inning, Renegades pitcher just made his first start with the team, Davis Welch. So I want to talk to you now. Obviously, very short stint with the team. How have you been adjusting, and what's that been like kind of getting closer with the guys? Uh, yeah, you know, I showed up. They were all really welcoming. Everybody was really nice the first day. found it pretty easy to find my way, and uh, everybody was just super nice. And so I feel like it's been almost like a home here with this team. Like I've known these guys for a while, and it's just been a really, really fun, cool experience in the short time I've been here. Oh, and one on Lovich, who lined out to left on a ball scolded his first at bat fouls this one off 0 for 2. So tell me a little about, because you said you mentioned earlier about just wanting to play baseball going into this final week. Is there a feeling that it's kind of the playoff push or does it feel like just any other week? Uh, for me personally, it kind of feels like feels like we're we're getting to that time that it's time to to really start getting on the grind in the in the playoff week going into it. Today honestly feels like almost like a, a rebuild since like I mentioned previously we had three tough losses coming into this, and today just feels like get almost like get our feet back underneath this and uh, get some momentum going into later in the week. One-two pitch to Lovich, misses upstairs. Just now two balls and two strikes. Lovich was behind 0-2 and since has watched back-to-back. -back. Luke Fuller on deck and then Carter Goring to follow. Renegades put up two runs last inning thanks to a Forte home run, and then Wagner walked, stole second, moved to third on an error, and then it was scored on the Imgarten ground out. 2-2 pitch now coming to Lovich, just swung on a miss for strike three. And that is the first strikeout of the game recorded by starter Jonas Sarabia. And he gets the first of this bottom of the fourth inning against the Renegades. Fuller now stepping in. So you made your first start last week. Was that the first time you had been with the Renegades at a game, or did you show up a couple days before that? Uh, no, I had actually, I showed up a week before previously. Okay. Um, that was my first start, but my first appearance was actually a week previous, also against Nevada. Here at home, I finished out the second game of the doubleheader. Okay, yep, that makes sense, mm -hmm. the doubleheader. But other than that, that that's that was the earliest I had been here. And, uh, yeah, the, fir the first start being last Wednesday. Davis Welch, Renegades right-handed pitcher from Harding, joining us here in the fourth inning on the Show Me Sports Network. One-0 pitch to Fuller is fouled out of play. Avid things up at a ball and a strike. Talking about pitchers specifically, have you guys been able to kind of work off each other? Because there's been a pretty good uh, streak going of Renegades with the starting pitching. It seems like as of the last couple weeks, you guys have put out a lot of good real starts. Have you guys kind of been able to work off each other on that? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, every good start, you know, it kind of builds off of one another. You know, we all have confidence in each other, and we know we're going to hand off the ball to a, a good guy after. Fuller on a line to third base. It's knocked down by Gray. He will throw across to first, and that's just in time to get Fuller as he scolded that baseball, but a nice play by the third baseman, Gray, and that's two up to down here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And now Carter Goring will step up to the plate. 
So Sarabia settling back in a little bit, has retired the last four, three of them on ground outs, and now will face Gorling. Okay, so Ashley wanted to ask a question. I can't even see what number you're donning. Number zero. Okay, so yeah. why did you pick number zero for the Renegades? Oh, well, actually, I didn't really get the pick. I kind of just showed up, and uh, Coach D'Amelia said, you know, you're the lucky one that gets, gets number zero. So I kind of just rolled with it and was just happy to have a number. <laughs> well, you donned it well in the first uh, first start appearance last week against Nevada. Um, it, it seemed like, and obviously um, maybe it was different from your point of view, it seemed like once you got to two outs there in the sixth inning in that Aveda start, you were really pleaded to get that final out. Was mm -hmm. that kind of the case? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, super determined to get that out, finish the inning, and and uh, get it done, get the job done. Uh, I'm kind of a guy that, you know, once I start something, I really want to finish it to the fullest. And so I was determined to get that out there in the, in the sixth. Well, it's one ball, one strike on Goring, nobody on, and two outs Renegade starter Davis Welch joining us. Next pitch to going is fouled off to the right side. Now one and two. Sarabia only just one strikeout and a couple hits through his first three and two-thirds innings. Well, it looks like as this inning gets close to wrapping up, anything else you got for us, Davis, before we let you go? But first of all, I do want to say welcome to the team. I know it's been about a couple weeks, but we're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here for sure. Um, yeah, you know, just uh, really glad to have the fan base that we have here and teammates that we have. And, you know, it's just been a really good time here in Jefferson City. And uh, hopefully we just finish out the season strong for the people here who come and support us and as a team that we just continue to build off of this and uh, finish out the season strong. We're going in a 1-2 count after another foul ball. I can tell you this, if the Renegades, if the standings stay where they are and the Renegades play their first wild card game into daily, I think you guys will have a pretty good turnout in terms of the fans because it's not too hard of a drive. I would mm -hmm. expect that to go pretty well. Yeah, for sure. One-two pitch to Goring. This is Lowe's now even at two balls and two strikes. So is the Mink League something that you were familiar with until you really talked to Colton, or is, is this kind of he was the first person to mention it to you? Um, I had heard about it a little bit through my assistant coach, and uh, he's now our GA, but he was our shortstop last year at Harding. Lined out to strike field, sinking fast, and that's going to drop in front of the right fielder Pickering. Goring's now two for two with back-to-back -back singles, and he's on first to two-out base runner for the Renegades. I'm kind of hoping that when I said inning coming to a close that I did the announcer jinx, and now they'll go on and score a couple of runs. That would be great <laughs> if the Renegades awesome. show this one four to two. It's now on base for the second time tonight. Down at first is Goring, two singles both to right field, so he's using the opposite field power. Piazza will hold him on at first base, so some room to work with on the right side for Herschler. He went opposite way his first time up, but flew out to right field. Now if he could put one on the ground, it might sneak its way through. Looks at a ball to make it 1-0. and Tell us a little about the experience with the road trips, because obviously the last couple of days you've had to sit through some long bus rides, but I would I would have to guess it's still been pretty enjoyable, because it feels like those bus rides are already always pretty fun in the back of the bus. Oh yeah, you know, the bus rides are always a really good time. Uh, we have this game that we play called Mafia. I don't know if Anybody's heard of it? Yeah, or, I, it's especially or. ones I think listening. We've talked about <laughs> with a couple other players too. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun game. Thankfully, I knew how to play coming into it. So it's kind of if you're on the bus, you play the game, and you don't really have a choice. So it's definitely a good time. Ground to the third base. Gray's going to go the short way to second, and a nice play by the second baseman Eastman. But he came off the bag, and that will allow the inning to continue. Eastman crossed over when dove to catch the ball and try and get the force out at second, but they rule that Gray pulled him off the bag, and that will keep the inning going as back-to-back -back have reached for the Renegades, and the fielder's choice will allow Herschel to reach. 
So Renegades now getting a little bit of luck on their side as that was a bang bang play at the bag and the call goes in favor of the Renegades. Looks like the players are now all at second base. Don't know what's happening out there at second base. Interesting thing going on. Ott's now into the batter's box and the umpires will have a quick little discussion. Looks like all standing at uh, second base is the third baseman, shortstop, second and first baseman. No call is going to change. They're going to keep the runner at second base and going. It was just an interesting sequence of events there. Regardless, that'll go down as a fielder's choice. And then the error on the throw by Gray. He had plenty of time, but then it pulled the second baseman off the bag. So Herschel reaches. And now one and two with two outs. Have you ever seen something like that where it just had all four just kind of surrounding a base runner? It was kind of an interesting interesting thing that went on right there. I don't know if they were just having a conversation. I don't think it was a big deal, but it was just interesting. Yeah, you know, I think it just was a little conversation, you know, guys just talking while coaches and umpires deal it out. But I don't know, it was a little, it was a little more interesting that time than it typically is. So On will now step into the batter's box. He had a pretty well hit fly ball to center field. Now the umpires, both the field umpire and the home plate, having a discussion with the coach of the Griffins. And as we know, this Griffins head coach has not been afraid to argue with the umpires a time or two over the course of the season. Yeah, this is every every coach takes a different different approach to it, and it just so happens that the Nevada one has drawn things out a time or two. Regardless, that will be the end of the meetings. Now runners at first and second base. And now Colby Ott will step in. He's 0 for 1, but a base hit with Goring out there at second base could make this a 4-3 ball game if he can find green grass. Davis Welch, Renegade starter, joining us. Was it an interesting transition? Because I just realized you mentioned the first appearance was out of the bullpen. So was it a, a transition for you going from making that relief appearance to starter, or did it really, your, was your team kind of still the same? Uh, you know, the team was kind of really still the same, and uh, I've had a good amount of experience coming out of the pen, so it wasn't really anything new for me. Um, but, you know, it, it was it was definitely interesting because I've been building up working to be in the starting role. But, uh, you know, it, was, it went well. It felt confident, and the team did a really good job behind me. And so I think it was, it was a good outing. It was a fun time. Swing and a miss there. Now the throw to first, but back in time safely is Herschler on the outswing and miss. That makes it no balls and two strikes. Renegade second baseman, a number nine hitter in the box, and a base hit could score a run for the Renegades. They put up two runs, both coming in the third inning after starter Jonas Arabia. Now an 0-2 count to Ott. Runners at first and second. That's Groling and Herschler. Quick check of the runner. Now the 0-2 to Ott is going to be just high and away. It looks like Man Warren wanted that for called strike three. Didn't get it, and that makes it one and two. <laughs> it was a close call. Did not go the way of the Griffins, so the Renegades will gladly take it. And now Ott back in the box. Couple check of the runner of Goring out there. One-two pitch is hit on a line to short. That is going to get a diving oh, wow. stop by the shortstop, but he will have no play. Had chance laid out for that one, but had no throw by the time he popped up. That'll be an infield single for Colby on Now base is loaded for Adonis Forte, who homered his last time. I will tell you what, if he turns on one of those again, it'd be pretty nice for a grand slam right here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty awesome right here. Really get things rolling. Big turnaround in the game. Don't believe that the Renegades have had a Grand Slam so far this season. It's one of the things on Wednesdays we do bingo, and that's been the Grand Slam has been on most of them. So whenever we've done the full the full square bingo, haven't been able to do it because haven't had a Grand Slam at home. Mm -hmm. Looks like we're going to have a meeting at the mound. Don't know if they're taking out Serbia or just a mound visit. 
at scoring who singled uh, third base. Herschel reached on a fielder's choice. He's at second. And Ott just hit an infield single at first base. Don't think they're taking him out of the ball game. Looks like it's just a meeting at the mound. Do see a little bit of movement in the Griffins bullpen, but doesn't look like anyone coming into the game. But regardless, bases loaded a big spot here. Do you enjoy when you're not, not doing a lot, getting to kind of watch situations like this from the dugout? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a really good learning experience, you know. Anytime you're at the ballpark or watching a game, you know, it's always a time to learn, and I think that's something that's really helped me uh, with my career and just things that I can think about and go off of next time I'm on the mound and stuff. And so I just think in a situation like this, you know, it's a good time to analyze what's going on, what's really needed, and maybe what the other guys are thinking. And so I think that's, that's just really good to, you know, pay attention to, even if you're on the field or off the field from the dugout perspective, I think it's, it's really valuable for, for really anybody, especially players. Well, speaking of that, because it's not often you have back-to-back -back games against the same team, at least the way the Mink League schedule is comprised. But in this case, it is back-to-back -back against Nevada. And with you being the starter tomorrow, I'm sure there's a lot of things you can look at in terms of when they're at the plate and kind of see some of the tendencies of their hitters. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's now Forte in. Bases loaded and two outs. Bases could potentially tie this thing all up at four. An extra base one could clear the bases. First to pitch to Forte is popped high in the air out to shallow left. Shortstop chance going out. Looks like he wants it, and he makes the catch in shallow left field. That will end the inning, and the Renegades leave him loaded. Well, Davis, I really appreciate you joining us for the fourth inning. I thank you for coming on, and uh, hope you success tomorrow night in Nevada. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad to be here. All righty. We'll head to the fifth inning now. This one's a 4-2 score in favor of the Griffins. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. To the fifth inning we go on the Show Me Sports Network. Just realized that Renegade's starting pitcher, Xander Levin, was doing the Hey Baby dance with us that we do here in the stands in between the fourth and fifth inning. Xander was doing it out on the mound, so that's pretty fun to have him interact like that. And now Levin looking to lock back in and get the Renegades through this fifth inning. He's pitched well. 
Gave up the one run, although could have very easily been unearned run. It was on a tough infield single that went against him with two outs in the fourth inning. And now goes to work against the middle of the Griffins order here in the fifth. Misses with the ball. Now 1-0 to Luke Piazza. It'll be 3-4-5. Piazza, Man Warren, and Pickering do up for the Griffins. It's a 4-2 ball game, although the Renegades made things very interesting the last two innings. Two runs scored and bases loaded. Now a 1-1 count on Piazza. Thanks once again to Davis Wilch, new Renegades pitcher, for joining us all with the fourth inning. Love to have him on. 1-1 one, one pitch is going to be swung on a missed as pulling the string there was Lovin. It's now one ball and two strike on Piazza. He so far is one for two with a single and a flyout. And Blake after being away from the last inning and a half or so, now back with us to do color. That's right, master of entertainment. 1-2 pitch now coming to Piazza. Hit out to shallow short. Leaping try by Lovich, and he can't get it. It's over his head into left field. And that will be a leadoff single to start this fifth inning. Just high, just high enough to get over the leaping shortstop. And if Lovich can't get it on the jump, I don't think anyone can because he's got about as most height as anyone on this team. Yeah, I agree. If he doesn't catch it, then uh, I don't think anybody else has much of a shot either. But that's really been the, the story of the last, say, six or seven games is breaks like that where they just are two, three inches from making a, a play that they need. So now man Warren in, runner off of first base. This one in there, a call and strike, 0-1. Oh like one one is, this, is this our only Monday home game at the ballpark all it season? Is, it yes. is, I think you mentioned that earlier. So pretty, pretty decent crowd for a Monday, just a week underway. Is this one's fouled off to make it one ball, or excuse me, no balls and two strikes on man Warren. Scored on the Pickering home run in the first. I don't know if we could wrangle all these kids for more than one kid's takeover. They're doing a great job, though. It looks like they're helping, too, with the 50-50 yard. No, is he just kind of watching? He's buying, yep. 0-2 pitch is going to come inside, and that's hitting the batter, man. Warren, he'll now take first base, and the first two will reach here in the fifth inning against Lovin, and now he'll have to really go to work with two on. i got to say, too, I think we're getting better at our Hey Baby dance. Our practice is paying off. Well, Welch, or Davis Welch was kind enough, took the mic right off with me and then went down and danced, and then uh, Xander out on the mound, I guess, was doing Absolutely. it, too. Yeah, we had the uh, uh, Thunderbirds. I think that's the youth team here. They talked them into participating, some of the other kids here for kids' takeover. So we coached them a little bit between innings over there. They got a little practice and did a great job out here. I love the Blues Clues walk-up music with uh, Pickering stepping in. We might have to make this a, a you know a more often thing. First pitch to him hit well but foul out of play. Into the trees beyond the left field side. It's now 0-1-1. Pickering with the big blow so far. Three-run home run in the first inning. Walked his last time up in the third. Renegades could sure use a ground ball right here as they've got runners at first and second base and nobody out. Pretty much straight up on the infield, growing it out on the right. Lovich and Imgarn on the left. 0-1 delivery is a called strike at the knees. Perfect location there by Lovin. It's now 0-2. Yeah, that's exactly what you uh, script up there, just frozen. Really just excellent execution right there. So now no balls and two strikes on Pickering, man. Warren's at first, Piazza's at second. This one fouled off, and we'll do the no-ball two-strike pitch again. I'll tell you, when Lovin and Lovich are on the field at the same time, my brain has to process for about an extra half of a second. Lovin, I don't think, has made a ton of appearances for the Renegades, so it doesn't happen often. Oh, no balls and two strikes. Lovin, the second pitcher that the Renegades have used. This one is going to get off of Herschel's glove and go to the backstop, and both runners will advance. And now two in scoring position. Still nobody out in this top of the fifth inning for the Griffins. 
Now the sun went down, we can take down our super fancy sunshade. Some airflow now too. That's the, the thing, like it blocked a little bit of air coming this way, but it blocked the sun, so it's you gotta pick one or the other. So one ball and two strikes, man. Warren at second, Piazza at third. This one fouled off and we'll do it again. Ashley's got this jumbo fan back here that we were using while she was running around and it's not too bad. We might have to invest in one of those. This inning began with a single to left, just over the leaping glove of Jackson Lovich. Runs off the bat of Piazza, and then Man Warren is hit by a pitch. They both moved up on a pass ball. Now one ball and two strikes. Here's Lovin's delivery, and it's fouled off. Pickering continuing to put together a good at bat in this situation. Ball in play. Likesley makes this five and two in favor of the Griffins. Renegades sit at 15 and 20. The Griffins at 12 and 25. Renegades got a four-game lead with six to play. So take a pretty big collapse for the Renegades to miss the playoffs. Knock on wood, 1-2 pitch is outside now, 2-2. Two two. That's exactly the why we get up and play these games is a lot can happen despite having a little more than a handful of games left. There's a lot of action that's still left to be decided. Pickering backs in the box now, right-hander for the Renegades, loving sets. Here's his delivery, misses high, now 3-2. and two. Big pitch coming here because it could mean the difference between out number one and loaded the bases with nobody out. Renegades have just put together back-to-back -back good innings at the plate. They scored two in the third and then loaded the bases in the fourth. Although they didn't score, they forced the starter Sarabia to throw a ton of pitches. Don't want to let them jump back out by even more. It's 4-2. to two. Here's a 3-2 pitch. It's grounded to first base. Goring's got one play, and that's the first. He'll take it to the bag himself. Coming home to score is Piazza, and the wild pitch comes back to hurts the Renegades. Otherwise, that may be a double play. Regardless, the Renegades will take the out as Pickering is retired to give him the RBI and Man Warren moves up to third. Well, he definitely, Gorling was thinking about throwing home, but, you know, you hate to give up the run, but that's the right decision. Take the, the uh, easier out at first base, plus there's nothing saying that he doesn't throw home. The runners put the brakes on, they go back to second and third. The runner's safe at first, now you have bases loaded with nobody out. Yeah, I think you, I, I would agree. I think Goring made the right situation there. Noakes now in, looks at the beauty of an off-speed pitch to make it 0-1. Only one out now, so a ball in play could make this 6-2. to two. Most of the Renegades have chilled by his three. Back in now is Noakes, DHT's one for two with a single and a fly out. Looks at the ball upstairs, 1-1. One one. We're in the top of the fifth inning here at Vivian Field. Ben Schmidt, Blake Gasaway coming to you. From the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades hoping to snap a three-game losing streak. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Misses outside, 2-1. This game has moved relatively quick. It's been about an hour 15, and we're in the fifth inning. Two balls and one strike on the batter, Noakes. Pickering just drove in the fifth and evade a run with the ground out to first base. 2-1 pitch is popped up foul to the right side. Goring chasing after it. Does he have a play? He does not. That's over the fence. Now two balls and two strikes. If Lovin could get a strike out here for the second out, it would be big in preventing that second run from coming in to score. Lovin does not have a strikeout so far tonight, but could sure use one right here. Well, Gorling made a pretty good stretch, too, over that over the uh, fence over there, just, just a little bit out of his reach. So now two balls and two strikes. Pretty short lead off third base for Man Warren. Here comes the delivery. It is grounded out to shortstop. Lovich is going to look at the runner, but then throw to first base. It is in time to get Noakes with back-to-back -back productive ground outs for the Griffins. Coming into scores, Main Warren, it's now 6-2 to two here in the fifth. Well, that's exactly what the Griffins wanted to do. They give up the out, but take the run. And, you know, again, same thing I said about Gorling. 
uh, taking the out there. That's that's the right decision by Jackson to uh, look at home, think about it maybe for a second, and then throw over to first base and get the out there. Yeah, he, he did look at home, and you could see him thinking about it, but he also was not square to the plate, so it would have been a very tough throw, bang, bang, to say the least. And now snapped off 0-1-1 to Chance, who singled and scored in the fourth inning. So Lovin now in two and two-thirds innings has given up three runs. This one grounded to third, Imgarn to his left. He won't have a play, and Lovich can't get it either, so that's into left field for a base hit. That's now the ninth hit of the ball game for the Griffins. They have a runner at first base with two outs here. Well, they talk about, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and that seems like the luck is in favor of the Griffins right now as that ball just put in a spot that was pretty much the exact spot that neither player could get to, neither Imgarden at third or or uh, Lovich at, at shortstop and just something that uh, just unfortunately is another break for the Renegades and really I mean even if they dive at that there's still probably going to be no throw as uh, just it was in that perfect spot. Looks like the Renegades are going to have a meeting at the mound before this next at bat. Renegades had Colin Shreve start this game. He went two innings, gave up three runs and a bunch of hits. And then Xander Lovin came in, has pitched the last two and two-thirds, has not struck out a batter, and has now given up four hits and three runs. Renegades looking to get him through the last out, and then we'll see who they turn to for the six. They trail this one six to two, so they're going to have to take a whole lot of offensive firepower. It's going to have to start soon. Mound meeting concluded, so now it'll be Eastman versus Lovin. This inning has gone single hit by a pitch, ground out, ground out, and then single. Two runs already in, give RBIs to Pickering and Noakes. So chances at first base, Eastman in. And now we'll see if Lovin can get the final out of this top of the fifth inning. Right-hander versus right-hander matchup. Pretty good leadoff first base. Runners going. This pitch swung on a miss. Herschel's throw to second. It's a good one. The tag at second base. And it is in time to get the sliding chance as Lovich put down a perfect tag. Yeah, sliding and trying to vault over the tag even. And Herschel doing a great job throwing down there. Throw was absolutely on the money. And Chance got a great lead, but that was a bullseye of a throw. And then a better tag there by Lovich. So we'll head to the bottom of the fifth inning now. Renegade Shale, this one, 6-2. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. 
Yep. Back for the bottom of the fifth inning. Renegades now trailing this one six to two after the Griffins put up two in the top of the fifth inning. And now face Jonas Arabia for the fifth time. So far, he has struck out one, walked one, gave up four hits, two runs, one earned. In between innings, we had a guess the walk-up song competition. I'm rather ashamed with myself because that was one I should have got pretty easily. It was Ross Lovich's walk-up song, and that uh, one just just could not figure it out. Part of because he's not playing today, but you know we we think about. it's way easier than it is till you're put on the spot and then you can't come up with anybody. First pitch now coming to Wagner. He will look at it up high. One or no? It'll be two, three, four. Wagner, Imgarden, and Matashek here in the fifth. Well, the first one we ever did, I got Luke Fuller like that. And I was like, okay, this is easy. I've been to every home game or almost every home game. I should know this. We're usually it, busy, though. Pitch now coming to Wagner. It will be just inside. Now two balls and no strikes on the batter, Cole Wagner. And there's a confirmation. Well, I don't believe Ross has also played in the most recent road games. Well, actually, that wouldn't matter because you don't play the walk-up song at the road game. Regardless, this one hits slowly out to the second baseman, and Eastman will make the catch on the fly. And one up, one down. Wagner's retired for the second time tonight to lead off the fifth inning. So now after Wagner will step in, Andrew Imgarden up. We're, we're busy right now. <laughs> oh, no, I will not participate <laughs> in that. I refuse. All those listening at home. Say tonight with Ashley. I'm too young for that. That's something you got to be like 35 plus to do. <laughs> hey, that uh, that's not me. Then I don't have to. No, do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, did you? Do, I don't. Did you do it or did you not? No, do I it? told the fans to do uh, it. Yeah, so you did. So you you're okay. Our listeners. M. Garten in one out and nobody on. This one hit hard to first, but it's right at the first baseman. Piazza will take it to the bag himself and two up, two down here against Sarabia. He looks to have settled in in the fifth. And will now step in to face Matashek with nobody on and two outs. So back-to-back -back balls hit by the Renegades right at Nevada defenders. They've left with nothing to show for it. Sarabia will now look to get the final out of the fifth inning against Matashek. Matashek over two with two ground outs. Renegades trail six to two here in the bottom of the fifth inning at Vivian Field. Just past 8.30. So we're moving pretty quickly through this one tonight. Pitch to Matashek upstairs, 1-0. Renegades players could probably use it after the 13-inning affair last night. That was in Joplin's. Not a late night back was not a part of that. But a late night for the Renegades. 1-0 pitch coming to Matashek. Grounded foul now, 1-1. One one. Renegades currently sit in third in the South Division. They trail Joplin and Sedalia. Joplin right now on pace to win it and host the divisional playoffs next Tuesday. And then if they stand, that would be Sedalia hosting a wild card on Monday. And in the way things currently sit, Renegades will be playing in that game. 1-1 to Matashek outside now, 2-1. If the Renegades come back and win this one tonight, they would put Nevada really up against the wall. Maybe even enough to clinch. I'm not for sure about that. But the Renegades would be up five on them with five games to play. The only question would be is what is the tiebreaker? Don't currently know. Two on it, pretty high in the air to right field. Right fielder Pickering running after it. It's in medium deep right field. Now he sizes it up and makes the catch just in fair ground. A nice grab by Pickering to end the inning. And the Renegades go three up, three down. So to the sixth inning we go. Renegades will look to keep this thing right where it's at. It's 6-2 to two in favor of Nevada. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Rockhurst University product Roman Sherman is into the ballgame for the Renegades on the mound. Kansas City, Missouri takes the hill for the Renegades as the third pitcher of the night. Ben Schmidt and Blake Gasway in spurts coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Thanks so much for tuning in with us and I want to remind everyone to go riding with Doc and Norm Direct. Ben Missouri's leader in Premier Group Travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. They do it all. First pitch to Eastman misses up. It's 1-0. New pitcher Sherman just into this one in the top of the six. Renegades trail six to two. This one now popped up out of play. It's one and one. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. So to book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at mlexpress.com. 1-1 pitch up and in. It's now two balls and a strike on Eastman. Bottom of the order this inning for the Griffins. It'll be Eastman, Strobel, and then back to the top in Martino. 8-9-1. and one. Sherman, the third pitch of the Renegades have used. Behind two balls and a strike on Eastman. His delivery is going to miss inside just off the corner. Now 3-1. Xander Lovins' night is done. He went three innings, walked one, gave up four hits and three runs. Renegades shell 6-2. And now for what it feels like is the 3-1 pitch hit well to left field, but it's going to curve foul 3-2. I was going to say what feels like the every home game in a row now. Tanner Schmidt's helping us out with the 50-50. You know, if he's not on the mound, there's a good chance he's walking around with the 50-50. So he has been a trooper and a team player, organization player for sure this season. So now a three-ball and two-strike count against the first hitter that new pitcher Roman Sherman is facing. Here's his delivery. It is hit in the air to center field. Forte moving in a few steps. Now picks up speed and makes catch route number one. So a good start for Sherman. One up, one down here in the sixth. 
Yeah, Sherman, a late uh, late addition to the uh, Renegade squad, but so far he's looking pretty good. Yeah, we actually picked him up at uh, at St. Joe, and uh, he just about rode with us to Joplin, but had to take care of a couple things first, and now he's here today. So now the number nine here, Jacob Strobel, and he's been hit by a pitch and then a psych bunt, so officially he is zero for zero, although this is his third time stepping to the plate. Nobody on and one out, and then a pitch delivered by Sherman at the knees. Great location there. Yeah, that was a beauty. Sherman, right-hander, trying to look at the roster to see a little bit more about him. The 0-1 pitch coming. It is delivered and just off the outside corner. Now he's up at a ball and a strike. Sherman, a freshman, right-hander, attending Rockhurst from Kansas City, Missouri. So one ball and one strike on the number nine here, Strobel, before we go back to the top, and Martino, who waits on deck. 1-1 one, one pitch is fouled off now, 1-2 and two on Strobel. Yeah, Donna spoke very highly of him. It's part of why he was at the game in St. Joe. and Also, I've heard he can swing a bat pretty good, too. We'll, we'll see if they give him some chances in there over the next week or so. 1-2 pitch now coming to Strobel, misses way upstairs, 2-2. Two and two. For the Renegades on offense, they put up just two runs through the front five innings against Jonas Arabia. He's given up four hits, struck out a batter, and walked a batter. So he's played pretty well for the Griffins, who are fighting to keep their playoff hopes alive here. Two balls and two strikes now on Strobel. Here's the delivery. It is grounded weakly to the left side. Imgarn a few steps to his left. He's got it to throw to first. It is just in time to get the hustle like Strobel. Man, he made that play close, but it was just enough for out number two. Yeah, that was a lot closer than I originally thought it was going to be. He was legging it down the line. Well, Imgarn took his time, and reasonably so, because he had to move to his left, so he wanted to pivot the body and set the feet. But with how much Strobel was hustling, he made that a really close play. Uh, but regardless, two are retired, and now we'll go to Martino, the leadoff hitter. He's gone strikeout, flyout, and then infield single for an RBI. So far, the Griffins put up three in the first, then tacked on an extra run in the fourth, two more in the fifth. That's where they got their sixth. And first pitch to Martino, misses high, 1-0. Sit in the top of the sixth inning between the Renegades and the Griffins. Second to last time these two teams play in the regular season. Another pitch misses up, 2-0. Renegades have got pretty much all division play this week outside of the one game against Chillicothe. That's the final one on Saturday. It's the second of two times that the Renegades travel to Mudcat Nation. 2-2 pitch just inside. Didn't miss by much. It's 3-0. Yeah, I don't know where really where it missed at all. Was waiting for the arm to come up. 3-0 pitch now Sherman into his lineup. His delivery misses upstairs, and that's a four-pitch walk to Martino. He's on for the second time tonight. And now a two-out base runner for the Griffins as Martino will head down to first. Just a slight loss of control there by the right-hander Sherman. He'll go back to work now against Gray. He's 0-3. And if he can get Gray to go for 0-4, for that'll keep this top of the sixth inning scoreless. Yeah, not really concerned here. I mean, you hate to give up the two-out uh, walk, but... In the grand scheme of things, I think it'll be okay. And not a ton of pitches there in that at bat that missed by a lot. The ball four was pretty high, but the couple of them in the middle did not miss by much. So first pitch of this at bat skips in there. A nice block by Herschel to keep it in front of him and keep Martino at first base. But now one ball and no strikes on Gray. He had a couple big knocks in the game last week. His go-ahead two-run double in game one of the doubleheader ended up being the difference 
in what was a Renegades loss. I believe the final on that one was 5-4. to four. Yep. Runner way high off the bag, and now stepping off is Sherman. Martino faked like he was going to go, and then Sherman stepped off, and Martino made his way back to first. So still 1-0 and a runner on. They've got Gorling holding on at first base. Pitches hit on the ground to third. Imgarn dives, but he can't get it. That's into left field for a base hit. Martino move up to second and stay put right there on a ball that was absolutely scolded. We've seen some hard hit balls, but that was one of the hardest of the night. Yeah, and you know, they've been really picking on Imgarn at third base as uh, just another well hit, just laser bullet over there to him. He, he got the end of the glove where... You know, couldn't get enough webbing on him, but got the end of the glove where you see some of the laces at, but just having a hard night hitting some hard balls at him. So out of the six runs so far tonight scored by the Griffins, the three in the first came with two outs. The one in the fourth came with two outs. So four out of six have came with two outs, and now two more on base with two outs here in the sixth inning. Piazza in. He's reached twice, scored twice, looks at the ball outside, 1-0. Not really holding either one of these runners on right now. Looks like they're much more concerned with just getting out number three. Piazza singled, scored in the first, flew out to center in the third, and then singled, scored in the fifth. He's two for three. Another hit can make this a 7-2 ball game. Looks at one low. It's now 2-0. and oh. Sherman starting to be in danger of loaded the bases. And again, you've got Goring and Ott on the right side. Goring playing pretty far back. Or excuse me. Ott playing pretty far back at second base. Goring plays behind the runner at first. And Lovich and Imgarn on the left side. Lovich playing almost directly behind the runner, Martino. This one misses outside. And it's now three balls, no strikes. None of the three in this at-bat have been particularly close to the strike zone. It almost looks like Ott's playing at the edge of the grass with Lovich maybe a few steps in. Of course, he can travel quite a distance in just a few steps with the long legs he's got. Three balls and no strikes. Piazza back in. Sherman looking to fire one in there, and he won't do it here. This one misses outside, and three straight have reached. Now low to the bases with two outs in this top of the sixth inning in a game. The Griffins are already leading 6-2. to two. Well, the positive is now there's a, uh, ta- there's a force play to any base, so four opportunities to touch a base to get the third out. Well, the first two were retired this inning against the new pitcher, Roman Sherman. Eastman flew out and Strobel grounded out, but then a four-pitch walk to Martino, a scolded single that went off the glove of Imgarn by Gray, and then a four-pitch walk by Piazzo. So the two walks have been eight balls thrown by Sherman. When he has lost control, he has really lost control. So he's going to have to buckle down here after a quick mound visit by the catcher, Joe Hersler. And now Sam Manwarren, who has reached base twice and scored twice, a big threat here stepping in. Forced at any base, Ott shades a little bit up the middle. First pitch to him. And in the air to center, Forte backing up. Looks to have a play. And he makes the catch head high for out number three. And the Renegades strain him loaded. And nicely done by Sherman. We'll head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades got to get to work. They trail this one 6-2. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need 
need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi i'm retired army sergeant trent dirks and i want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever retrieving freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you experts from retrieving freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement retrieving freedom gave me the skilled service dog tracer who has been my best friend in my lifeline to find out more about how you can get involved volunteer foster or to donate visit their website retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. To the bottom of the sixth inning we go, Ben Schmidt, Blake Grasway on the Show Me Sports Network. Jonas Arabia took a pretty long time to come out before the bottom of the sixth inning. Wasn't sure if we may see a pitching change, but he is now out there and I think we're ready to go. And Sarabia has pitched well so far. Five innings has struck out one, walked one, just the four hits and two runs, one earned. He has kept the Renegades mostly in check, and it's now going to take a whole lot of uh, rallying by the Jefferson City to come back from the 6-2 deficit. It will start with the middle part of this Renegades order, 5-6-7, Lovich, Fuller, and Gorling. So far tonight, Lovich 0 for 2 with a fly out to left and then a strikeout swinging, although the fly out to left was a ball he hit on the nose, just right out, trouble out there. Yeah, it was a well-hit ball for sure. So Lovich in to the box now. Light wave of the bat over his right shoulder, donning the orange sleeve. Here's the first pitch to him. Misses upstairs 1-0. So Renegades have got four more trips to the plate. They've got to score at least four to snap a three-game losing streak. Would assume we'll see Sherman, who just came into the game last thing, would assume we'll see him back out there for the seventh. 1-0 pitch misses, so now two balls and no strikes on Lovich. Fuller is over 2 on deck, and then Gorling in the hole is 2-for-2 two two with two singles. I think he's going to have to get the line moving. 2-0 to Lovich, popped up high into shallow right field. Right fielder Pickering coming in a few steps. He's kept under it, and he makes the catch for out number 1. 1-up, one 1-down one here in the 6th against Sarabia. I think it had some height to it, but... Not enough air to carry it out of the ballpark as the flag just laying straight down on the flagpole. No motion at all. So four steps in. He reached on an air in the second and then grounded out in the fourth. Renegades DH looking to get something going for a team that put up two runs in the third but has been blanked every other inning besides that. It trails 6-2, to two, pitch to four, grounded out to shortstop, chance to his left. He's up with the ball, and then he boots it, and that'll allow Fuller to reach on error for the second time tonight, and the Renegades have a base runner with one out here in the sixth. Well, I'm pretty sure that's deja vu. We've seen that play before here tonight. Looks like Chance was going to have a play there, and then just booted the ball when he tried to come up with it, and that allows Fuller to reach 
Otherwise, we'd be looking at nobody on in two outs. Renegades now have some life, and if Glowing could move to three for three, we may be cooking with gas. So runner on first and one out now. That's Fuller at first base. Renegades DH Gorling in first baseman tonight for Jeff City. Swings at the first pitch and fouls it off. It's a good swing there, just a little bit behind. Gorling both hits to right field, kind of blooping singles that just fell in. And that has him at two for two. Back into the box now. Just pitched a couple days ago and now in the starting lineup. Here comes the no ball, one strike pitch to Goring. It is on the outside corner, 0-2. Good location there by Sarabia. It's an started with a fly out to right off the bat of Lovich. And then Fuller just reached on an error for the second time tonight. He's at first and Goring in. No balls and two strikes, one out, and the delivery is grounded into the left side. That's into left field for a base hit. Gorling's now three for three. Fuller up to second base on the play. And have a night, Carter Gorling. He's raising the average for sure. That's exactly what they need here, trying to get a rally. Down four runs. Has, have two on with one out here. As Joe Hersler stepping in. Gorling came into this game hitting 206, but three for three, that's surely going to help raise the average. First two went to right field. This time pulls the ball into left. No chance for Gray at third base to have a play on that one. It's now four at second. Goring at first base and Herschler in. He reached on a fielder's choice and then flew out to right. Colby Ott waits on deck. Sarabia working into the sixth inning, but there is movement in the Nevada bullpen. Now time called. Looks like a right-hander warming up down there for Nevada. Can't tell the number. Maybe 17, 12. That's my guess at the moment. Kind of blocked by the fence. But regardless, someone is warming for Nevada. I think that's 17, yep. Eagle Eye Ashley on it. So it's just a moment. I'll be able to figure out who that is warming up for Nevada. That is Richard Tomlinson. We may see him very soon. First pitch now to Herschler is going to be looked at just below the knees. That makes it 1-0. Yeah, good take right there. He was really thinking about swinging on it, but let it pass for ball one. Well, Sarah Bia pitching into the six has let two on this inning. I would guess if he can't get through this bottom part of the order and Herschel and Ott, I would guess Tomlinson would come in to face the top. Pitch misses inside, two balls and no strikes on Herschler. Because then if you were to leave Sarabia to face Forte or Wagner, be facing them with a couple guys on base and two very prominent hitters in the Renegades order with Sarabia clearly tiring. To a pitch to Herschler on the outside corner, that makes it two and one. Borderline call goes the way of Nevada. Yeah, you know, it could go either way, but just caught a piece of that outside part of the plate. It's now two balls and one strike. Right-hander straightens up at the belt. They don't hold either runner on base. Here's the 2-1 to Herschler, fouled off to the backstop. Two and two. Clearly with a four-run lead, the Nevada Griffins are playing much more for the out and potentially the double play rather than risking it by holding the runners on base. First baseman Piazza playing pretty much behind and even with Goring at first. And then second baseman Eastman and the shortstop chance are straight up, neither of them holding on four at second base. So after back-to-back -back strikes, it's now two and two on Herschler, the Renegades catcher, 0 for two. Righty-righty matchup here. Herschler, light bend at the knees in the wave of the bat. Not a whole lot of movement going on. Serbia checks the runner at second, now checks twice, and here's the 2-2 pitch. Hit in the air to right, that is going to sink, and that gets down for a base hit. Runners had to hold, now going to third is four. It's a bang-bang play, and now the throw gets away. It goes into the dugout, and that will allow a run to score. 
Fuller had to hold because he wasn't sure if that ball would be caught and it almost led him to be out at third on the force play. Throw gets away and Fuller comes home and then up to second and third to go Gorling and Herschler. Renegades very much in business now trail this one six to three. Yeah, but that's exactly what he had to do there is had to hold up because you don't want to get that out and, and get uh, doubled off the base. So just had to wait to see if that was going to be caught or what, what was going to transpire. And then also that means that the right fielder has to throw a good ball, which he did not there, and threw it into the dugout. So no RBI for anyone on that play. Credit Herschel with the single, his first hit of the night, but then the E9 allowing Fuller to score. So now back two errors in this inning have really put the Renegades in business. Nate now trails six to three, but a single base hit can make this a one-run ball game. One out, runners in at the corners with Gorling at second and Herschler, excuse me, Gorling at third and Herschler at second base. Both them moved up on the error. And Colby Ott, who's one for two now in. Here's the delivery from Sarabia. This one fouled off 0-1. Just my prediction, but I would guess if Ott reaches, we would see the end of the line for Sarabia and probably go get Thomason. Could be right on that. No balls and a strike. First base is open, so you could load him up, but then that would bring up Forte. The leadoff hitter has already homered once tonight. Set at the belt by the right-hander for the Griffins. Ott in, slight open stance. Here's the 0-1 delivery. It is swung on and fouled straight back. So now quickly 0-2. And Sarabia has just one strikeout, but could get a big out number two if he puts a strike past Ott here. So now back into the box is the right-hander Colby Ott. A pretty big at-bat in this ballgame before the Renegades' comeback attempts trailing 6-3 in the bottom of the sixth inning. Runners take the leads off second and third. That's Herschler and Goring. Here's the delivery, and it's fouled off, so we'll do it again. He's trying to fight here in the uh, at bat and battle back as Ott's down 0-2. Runners at second and third with this one out on the scoreboard. Sarabia clearly laboring a little bit nearing the end of his line. He's given up two hits and a run in this inning, and Tomlinson have been warming for most of it down in the bullpen. 0-2 pitch again to Ott is swung and fouled off again. Ott just continuing to battle and giving himself another pitch here in just a moment. Forte now having a run after a couple foul balls. You know, that one on the scoreboard looks a little lonely, so I'd like to see Ott put a ball in play somewhere. Time's going to be called because someone is driving a car out beyond a left center field in the headlights pointing directly at us. Is there parking back out there for fans? I don't think so. There is parking, but, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be for fans. Looks like a car was trying to back up and turn around and leave the ballpark. Now it looks to be all right. Had to call time for just a moment. Continuing to back up now, halting play. Looks like we're good to go now. Car's not even leaving, just shuts off. So we'll do the 0-2 again. Big at bat coming here. First baseman and third baseman in at the corners. That's Piazza and Gray. They're looking to come home if Ott puts it on the ground. Middle infield plays back. Runners at second and third and one out in the bottom of the sixth. 0-2 pitch to Ott is fouled off again. And this thing continuing to stay at no balls and two strikes against the Renegade second baseman. Ott trying to protect the plate here. He's fouled off a number of these. So he's really just been that close to each one of these pitches to putting it somewhere in play. Ott, so far tonight, one for two. Forte's one for three. He's on deck. And Forte, that one was a big one. A solo home run in this third inning. Here comes the 0-2 once again from Sarabia. Quixley checks the runner, Herschel at second base. And will now deliver to Ott. This pitch is swung on him. Is for strike three. Blew the heat by him. And that's a big out number two. 
as Odd is put down on strikes. That's the second K tonight for Sarabia. And now he's a chance to get out of this inning with just one run allowed if he can get Forte coming up. So after three straight reads for the Renegades, Odd strikes out swinging after a really long at bat, a good battle by the Renegades' second baseman. And it'll be up to Adonis Forte if the Renegades want to tack on more than just one in this inning. Cut the lead in half to 6-3, but still have a lot of work to do when we're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Time looks like it's going to be called. Pitcher Sarah B, I believe, has something to talk about with the catcher and home plate umpire. Maybe just wants to talk with his catcher before this big at-batman Warren going out there. Not often you see the pitcher like that, kind of just no, signaling. He all. was waving his catcher out. He obviously had something he wanted to tell him. Yeah, he also uh, got the attention of the umpire standing to his right. Got the attention of him to say, hey, I want to have a meeting with my catcher. So I want to make sure they're on the same page here. It'll be Adonis Forte, Renegades leadoff hitter, stepping in. Not great speed with Herschel at second, but if there's a ball hit in a decent spot, this could make it a 6-5 ball game. First base is open, so you could load him up without allowing a run, but then you'd have to face Cole Wagner on deck. And Cole will make a throw strike, so I don't know if you want to face him in a bases-loaded situation. So Forte in now. That would be a great time for a second home run of the night. That would knock things up at 6. First pitch to him is a pitch missing inside 1-0. Forte came up with the bases loaded with two outs in the fourth, popped out to the shortstop. Looking for different results this time with a couple in scoring position. Renegade center fielder now ahead in a one ball, no strike count. Pretty good lead at second for Herschler, then swung on a miss by Forte, even things up a ball and a strike. Without holding, with the Griffins not holding Herschler on, he's able to get a pretty good lead, which makes me think he would be more likely than not to score on a single. Yeah, he can take a decent lead down there. 1-1 one, one pitch coming to Forte, bends inside, and Forte will bend out of the way. That makes it 2-2, two and two. or 2-1, two and one, pardon me. It's 2-1 and one on the Renegades' second fielder. Second fielder, center fielder, runner on second base. He is the second fielder in the outfield, left to right or right to left. Two balls, one strike, and two outs. Forte back into the box now. Here's the delivery, and it's inside for ball three. Now three and one on Forte with two outs. Forte did play second for one inning in the uh, Legends game last week, so I guess that counts. Played the eighth inning on defense for that one. So big pitch now coming. Three balls and one strike on Forte. Going at third and Herschel at second base. Here's a 3-1 delivery. Swung on, hit well to center field, but pretty much right at Martino. And he ranges to his right and makes the catch for out number three. And the Renegades strand to two more runners. We'll head to the seventh inning now. Renegades out of run, but still trails six to three. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech we say 
from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Seventh inning now between the Renegades and the Griffins. Nevada leads this one six to three. Ben Schmidt, Blake Gadsway coming to you from the Doc Norm Direct Broadcast booth. And now just hoping Roman Sherman can keep this thing right at a three-run deficit for Jefferson City. Sherman pitched a scoreless sixth, walked two and gave up a hit, but did not allow a run as he shredded the bases loaded. And now he'll face the middle part of the order for the Griffins as the Renegades will then have three more chances coming to the plate to try and come back in this one. Got to make every one of those at-bats count as they go forward. There'll be Pickering, Noakes, and Chance for the Griffins. Pickering has had a great day at the plate. A home run, a walk, and then an RBI ground out. So he's driven in four out of six. Now behind no balls and a strike. Noakes, the DH on deck, also has an RBI tonight. Sherman into his windup and will deliver the 0-1 to Pickering. It bends low, 1-1. One one. Yeah, first pitch, that was a big-time, big-league swing, but couldn't get the timing down right. Third pitcher of the night for the Renegades. 1-1 delivery, grounded foul. As Pickering was out in front of that one and curved it to the right side. It's now one ball and two strikes. Looking to have the first unproductive at bat of the night is the Renegades are hoping that Pickering has because he's reached base twice and then the other, although he was out. It drove in a run. Here's the 1-2 pitch, and it's fouled off, so we'll do it once more. Still on the left side for the Renegades, Imgarn and Lovich. Ott and Gorling on the right outfield the same as well. Wagner, Forte, and Matashek from left to center to right. No substitution so far. One ball and two strikes for the Renegades. Here's the delivery. It is hit in the air out to left field. Wagner just a couple steps back. Now comes to a stop and makes the catch just above the head for out number one. And finally Pickering does something that doesn't hurt the Renegades here tonight. Well, Wagner made that look super easy. The shifting over there, tracking it down. Easy out number one. Great notes. The DH in with nobody on and one out in the top of the seventh inning. Stepping into some Mr. Rogers neighborhood. So far the Griffins have put up three in the first, one in the fourth, and then two more in the fifth. Renegades got two in the third and one in the sixth, and that makes it six to three in favor of the Griffins, whose playoff hopes are on life support, but they're not dead yet, and a win tonight would go a long way in keeping their season hopes alive. And Noakes looks at a ball 1-0. Griffins would have to have about as good of a week as they possibly could, and the Renegades would have to lose almost every game. But still, like you said earlier, that's why the play of the game is still a long way to go, and the Renegades have got to do everything they can to lock down that playoff spot. 1-0 pitch now coming. It is upstairs 2-0. Do you think potentially, because there is a path to where the Renegades lock up a playoff spot in the next day or two and are eliminated from first and third in the next day or two, that we would maybe see um, some kind of different guys used to maybe rest some pitchers a little bit for the playoffs to Ole Miss's high? 
you know that is a uh, discussion that has been uh, has been talked about just briefly but yeah I think it's it's a very good possibility because you know we're playing for a championship so once you lock it in do what you can three one or excuse me three oh in there for three one yeah it would make sense because just the way this thing's laid out there's a chance that maybe even after Wednesday or Thursday when you still have a couple games left that the Renegades are locked into the third seed when at that point there's nowhere to go except stay right there it's pitch inside and that's a walk and Nopes will go down to first base and it's the same thing that you uh that you see in uh, in the NFL and other sports when you clinch a playoff berth and you know you know you're going to be playing there you start to rest some of the starters or let them play maybe one series because at that point, for all intents and purposes, the game has no meaning. So, you know, that's the other thing, too, is not only are we playing to possibly play on Monday, but then we're trying to play to play on Tuesday and then try to play on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And as they now stepping in with one out and one on is Caleb Chance. Sherman's first pitch to him is low for a ball, one and all. With the way the rotation is lined up, Welch going tomorrow, you have guys like Boyer and Maltby scheduled to go this week. But if the games later this week have no meaning, I think I'm looking more at my pitching. And then Tanner Schmitz, you don't use him. But have those guys save for the playoffs to where if you have two or three or even four starters ready to go, as this one in there, a call strike, you could potentially use where maybe if it's a must-win game, you could see something where maybe use Maltby and then maybe backpack them with Welch or, or Boyer or Gorling. You could use a couple of them in one game if they're all rested. Yeah, exactly, and that's, you know, you're playing for the next day, so sometimes you got to take out all those stops. Yep, 1-1 one, one pitch is bunted off the mound is the pitcher Sherman. He throws first, but it's high. Nice backup by the second baseman, Ott, but that will allow the batter to reach, and I would assume that will go down as a throwing error on the pitcher Sherman, although as a bang-bang play, looked like they had him at first base, and now two on with one out. Yeah, I think Gorling might have got stepped on there, though. He comes up in a little bit of pain. However, uh, with the uh, with the the scenario you lined out, though, there is one question mark on that. As Boyer left the game in St. Joe with some sort of uh, right arm injury, some sort of right arm issue, so don't know if uh, if his status it's uncertain right now. So one ball and two, sh- or excuse me, no balls and no strikes because it's the first pitch of the at bat to Eastman. He flies us off to the right side, going in foul territory. Will size it up and make the catch, and that's a big out number two. Just one out to get it for Sherman, and Eastman goes down. Now still with runners at first and second, two outs, and the number nine hitter Strobel coming up. And I like very briefly what you mentioned right before the bunch, where you have to put all the stops. You could say something like, "Well, why use all of your good pitches in the wild card game? It's not saving for the divisional." Well, you have to win the wild card to even get to the divisional. I'm more of this, the mindset of you figure that out once you get to it. So yeah, it's but. it's a catch twenty two. I mean, you're you're right. If you blow all your pitching in game one and make it to game two, then you don't have anything left. But you can't worry about game two until you have game one under your belt. So you know it's it's kind of the uh, you know six of one, half a dozen of the other. But it can be done smartly. You know, it can be done properly. Maybe you don't pitch those guys, but uh, but an inning, inning and a half two at the most and try to try to stretch it out as best you can. Strobel officially 0 for 1. First pitch, this one line right to the shortstop, Lovich, and he makes the catch for out number 3 and now two scoreless innings pitched by Roman Sherman. To the bottom of the 7th we go. We'll stand and sing here at Vivian Field. Renegade Show this one 6-3. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. 247.com Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Bottom of the seventh inning now on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Blake Gasway, new pitcher on the mound for the Griffins. It's Richard Tomlinson coming in in relief of Jonas Sarabio. Pitched a really good six innings for the Griffins. Struck out two, walked one. He was six hits and three runs, but only one out of the three was earned. He had a good night. And now in line for the win if the Griffins hold this score for the last three innings. They're up 6-3. to three. And now the top of the order for the Renegades here in the seventh. This may be one of their better shots on the night. And it's 2-3-4 with Wagner, Imgarden, and Matashek. So now Tomlinson ready to throw his first pitch. I believe we've seen him pitch a couple times for the Griffins. He misses inside 1-0 on Wagner who will force him to throw strikes. Wagner so far tonight is 0-2. Did walk and score a run, also had a stolen base. It's now 1-0 to Wagner. We'll look at a looping, breaking ball, and it just misses 2-0. That thing had a lot of vertical movement, but just couldn't find the outside corner. Yeah, Wagner doing a great job of laying off of that. So Wagner ahead and a 2-0, no strike count now. The delivery is upstairs, and now 3-0. And Wagner can now look for something he likes in a 3-0 count, otherwise would take it. And he's got a chance to lead off this inning with a base runner for the Renegades. Renegades have not been great in the leadoff base runner department. They have actually not had a base runner on with nobody out in this ballgame. 3-0 pitch is in there a strike. And we'll have to wait to see if that trend changes. Yeah, in every single inning. Actually, no, yeah, in every single inning so far tonight, the leadoff hitter has been retired. Number two hitters have reached, but not the first one. So three balls and one strike on Wagner. Here's Tomlinson's delivery. It will be 
on the outside corner as Wagner tossed the bat out of the way. He assumed that was ball four. It was a borderline pitch, but it goes in favor of Thomason, and Wagner will have to go get the bat, and we'll do a 3-2 count. Yeah, he was convinced all the way that was ball four, but home plate umpire said otherwise, so good thing he didn't chuck that bat too much further. So three balls and two strikes now on the Renegades walk king, Cole Wagner. A couple home runs against Nevada last week. 3-2 pitch has got it right back where it came from and into center field for a leadoff single. Wagner's first hit of the night and put Goodwin on that one. He's going to try and come to second base as the throw comes in late, and he is in there safely. Yeah. Center fielder Martino sure took his sweet time going after the ball, and Wagner catches him napping and now ends up with second base with nobody out. Well, Wagner got a break there as he would have been a dead duck in the water, but the throw was not online, so it saved him right there. I would assume that'll go down as a single and then an EA to allow him to go to second base. Now nobody out and a runner on second. So now stepping in will be the number three hitter, Andrew Imgarten, after Wagner reaches for the second time his first hit. A hustling play that puts him in scoring position. Wagner put Goodwin on that one and sent it right back into center field. Here's Thomason first delivery. M. Garnett skips in there. Nice catch behind the plate by Man Warren. It's 1-0. Had a message from Andrew's folks that they're listening in Moberly, so shout out to them for tuning in. Also, I can tell you without looking at her tweet, Adonis Forte's family also listening in Nebraska. Well, they got to listen to that. He made a home run earlier. Absolutely. Now, if M. Garnett could follow suit, this would be a one-run ball game. So 1-0 and on M. Garnett. He's 0-3, but does have an RBI. He shows bunt, pulls it back, it's low, 2-0. Pretty hard to <laughs> bunt that when it's bouncing across home plate. I would be kind of surprised if the bunt play is actually on. I feel like that was just shown by Imgarten to distract the pitcher. I get it if you're trailing by just a run or so to move that runner to third, but down three and in the seventh inning, I don't feel like that's a play that will actually be put on, although I could be wrong. So Wagner at second base. The shortstop chance shading him towards second base, but not really holding him on. Thomas had just into the ball game facing his second batter, 2-0 pitch to Imgarden. This misses low. It's now 3-0 to Imgarden, and Tomlinson has gone 3-0 to back-to-back -to -back batters just into the ball game. Tomlinson just looks like he's just it's falling short. He's got a pitch, but he's just not putting enough oomph on it as it's several of these have just hit home plate, a little before home plate. Jack Matashek, Renegades on base leader, waits on deck. Could he come up as the tying run? And I get chill 6-3, 3-0 pitches. Nowhere close, that's outside. And ball four, Emgarn will head to first base. He reaches for the first time tonight. And two on with nobody out in the bottom of the seventh for the Renegades. They've got something cooking here. Absolutely. So Matashek 0-3, two ground outs and a fly out. Means he's due. I mean, he's 0-3. And with an on base at uh, over 400, an average over 300, the odds are in his favor right here to reach base. He'll have to wait, though, as we're going to have a quick meeting at the Mallard between the entire infield and pitching coach of the Nevada Griffins. They sense that this game could get very interesting. They've led all game long since putting up three in the first. Closest this game was was three to two after three. But since the Griffins have put up three more and lead six to three, now the Renegades are sending the tying run to the plate with nobody out in the bottom of the seventh inning here at Vivian Field. Yeah, he's just got to be patient. So, Mallard meeting now going on. Manishek coming to the play with Lovich on deck. A very big at bat in this ballgame, especially 
with the middle part of this Renegades order looking to do some damage. Matashek hitting the ball hard a couple times, but had nothing to show for it. And with good speed at first base in Imgard, and along with good speed in Wagner at second, a ball in the gap could make this a 6-5 ball game. So mound meeting over, catcher man Warren heading back to behind the dish, and that means Matashek, Mr. Red Cleats, will step into the box. And what will be his biggest at-bat of the night. Still looking for his first homer of the season. That would be a good time. If he blasts one out there to right, it would make this a 6-6 ball game. I'll take a two-run double, though. I feel like that would put the Renegades just as much back in this one. They did tag on one run last inning. Closed the gap from 6-2 to 6-3. And now have the tying run at the plate. They don't hold the runners on. This pitch skips in there. Wagner's going to try and go to third. Here's the throw to third. The sweeping tag, and Wagner is in there safely just in front of it. That was a bang-bang play, and the sweeping tag looked to be in time, but Wagner got that front foot in there. He's in there safely, and now the Renegades have him at first and third with nobody out after what could have been disastrous if Wagner would have been tagged out there. So give the stolen base to Cole Wagner. It's now one ball, no strike count on Matashek. And now a ball in play could at least score one run for the Renegades. Him going off of first base, he walked. Pitch to Matashek, also skips in there. It's going to get away. Cole Wagner is going to come home, and he will score standing. It's now 6-4. to four. Him going up to second base, and we have a ball game. And that's the first run scored of the seventh. Hopefully more to come for Jefferson City. Well, Wagner put the boosters on there and just about ran out of the ballpark here. So wild pitch and the run scored brings Wagner home. He singled, went to second on an error, third on a stolen base, and then home on a wild pitch. And now two balls and no strikes to Matashek. Crowd now getting into it. <laughs> These youngsters over here are having the time of their life. Tomlinson has not had good command since coming into the ball game. 2-0 pitch to Matashek. This is just below the knees. 3-0. Tomlinson has now gone 3-0 to every single batter. And I have to believe if this continues, Tomlinson will not see much longer of this ballgame. We're going to have to have these kids come back more often. Three balls and no strikes. Tying run for the Renegades at the plate. They trail 6-4. This one is going to be a called strike. Look to be low and inside, but... As we've seen a lot of times, Matashek has not gotten the benefit of the doubt, and it's now 3-1. and one. There is warming down in the bullpen for the Griffins. It's a left-hander. Also a right-hander, so some double-barrel action going on for the Griffins. 3-1 pitch, runners going. It is going to be a call strike to throw to third. Imgarn didn't slide, and he got in there safely. Interesting decision there by Imgarn. Although it was a bang-bang play, he did not slide. And thankfully enough, just ahead of the tag of Gray, he's now 90 feet away from scoring with nobody out on the called strike to Matashek. Interesting decision there by Imgar not to slide. And luckily enough for him, did not get tagged. And now it looks like the umpires are going to go over and have a discussion. To the surprise of nobody, the Nevada Griffins coach is arguing. This is not something new, and at this rate, he'll be arguing until about 9.30. You're not wrong about that. I mean, I get it. It's, just, it's the same coach over and over again, and it's especially, I mean, his pitcher's out there. He just has thrown two straight strikes to make it 3-2. to two. I think you're doing more harm than good right now. Hey, the peanut gallery needs to be quiet back here. 
Three balls and two strikes on the batter. Matashek after back-to-back -back thrown in there by Tomlinson. But one scored and the coach just I was, got ejected. I was just thinking, would it be would it be bad timing to say, throw him out, <laughs> throw him out? Yeah, it's not often you hope for something like that, but I think justice was served, and now rightfully so. Joe's going to play na-na. Hey, 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 goodbye. That'll be a slow walk back to the dugout for him and a well-deserved one. We will not be seeing him again tonight. Which also puts tomorrow night possibly in peril. As that, that immediately cuts 15 minutes off our uh, road <laughs> trip. We'll be back. We'll be back earlier. 15 to half an hour. Yeah. So does that mean he can't he can't coach tomorrow night too? Yeah. So he will have to take at least a one game suspension. So that'll help tomorrow night's game time. The game duration for sure. I'm not complaining. So we'll see how the, the intermission affects the pitcher, Tomlinson, who has already had command issues, and then his own coach doing him no favors. Did throw a couple warm-up pitches in between. Imgarn's at third base, nobody out in the bottom of the seventh inning. Renegade Shell 6-4. to four. Matishek in, three balls and two strikes. Here's a delivery, nowhere close, and he can thank his first base coach for that one. And it's now runners at the corners, tying Ronald Trot down in Matishek. All three have reached here in the seventh. And now Lovich in is the go-ahead run. I truly do believe the intermission had an effect on that pitch because that ball was nowhere near the plate. Yeah, that is, you know, that is one of those side effects of that is you take some time and get your pitcher out of rhythm or was he ever in rhythm? So it looks like we're going to have a meeting at the mound. There were two warming. We'll guess that's going to be into the line for Thomason. Yes, it is. He is out of here. Looks like we're going to have another right-hander coming in, and he will come in to a doozy of a spot. Runners out the corners. Nobody out in a 6-4 ball game. Griffin still lead, but Renegade's threatening. We'll be right back after this pitching change on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Woodbat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Stop this afternoon. 
back for Renegades baseball between Jefferson City and the Griffins. And a Renegades comeback win would put a uh, real damper on the Griffins' playoff hopes. Recently ejected Renegades coach Joseph made his way out of the ballpark. Nevada coach. Yeah, sorry. So, yes, yes, Nevada coach. Yep. Obviously, no Renegades coach was ejected. Don't believe we've had one of those all season. Makes sense. we got a pretty good coaching staff here in Jefferson City. Yeah, Mike does a good job, too, of telling the boys to, uh, you know, get back in the dugout, let him talk to the umpires. And, uh, you know, i got to say that's one thing that uh, I have enjoyed with uh, this season, Ben, with you doing some games that I've got to spend some time in the dugout and, you know, just be around uh, the team and be around the, the atmosphere. And, you know, one thing, too, is there's a whole lot of talk and a whole lot of noise that we don't hear on the broadcast you forget how loud the umpire is and other people, but, yeah, Mike has gone out there several times to say, you're wrong, that's just the worst call I've ever seen, but next time do better. He has been, there's only a time or two where I really remember him seeing pretty upset at a call. I, I'm sure, like you said, going out and talk to him. But there's only a few where I've seen him really get upset, but nowhere near enough to get thrown out. Regardless, back to the game, it's a big spot here, bottom of the seventh inning, Nevada leads us one six to four, but runners at the corners, both the responsibility of Richard Tomlinson, who just left the game. New pitcher Justin Agner now in, and he's in one heck of a spot to try and get out of facing the Mizzou commits Jackson Lovich. Usually aggressive at the first pitch. We'll see if it happens again here. He is going to watch this one go in there for a strike 0 and 1. Lovich 0 for 3. So now would be a good time to snap that skid. He's got one home run on the season. He's the go-ahead run. And the bottom of the seventh running is now scored in back-to-back -back innings. Off the third is Imgarn. He swiped that bag a moment ago. Matashek just walked. He's at first base. Here's the 0-1 to Lovich. He went around. They appeal. He is going to say that he went. Lovich uh, did not think he went, but they say that he did on the pitch. Away. So now 0-2. Lovich going to have to protect the, protect the plate. Renegade slugger Luke Fuller waiting on deck. Here comes the no ball and two strike pitch to Lovich. Runners at first and third. Nobody out. Here's the delivery to him. He is going to swing and he was out in front. Fouls it off to the left field line. If he's just a hair behind that ball, that's down in the left field corner for extra bases. Well, you talked about he's a uh, potential, well, he's going to be a Mizzou Tiger this fall unless he gets the call up to the big league tomorrow. So no balls and two strikes on Lovich after the foul ball. Runners at the corners, long look in by the pitcher Agnor, and here's his delivery. It is just off the outside corner, a close pitch that Lovich took. It's now one and two, did not miss by much, but Lovich a stone a cold take, and despite Man Warren's best efforts behind the dish to bring it back, could not get the call, and it's now one and two. Infield straight up, they do hold the runner, Matashek on it first, one, two pitch, way outside, and it's now even a two ball and two strikes. Lovich continuing to work a good at bat here. Absolutely. He's trying to be patient, looking for that pitch that he could send over the wall. Matashek off a of first on base for the first time tonight. Imgarn on base for the first time as well. He's a third. Both walked. Two balls and two strikes to Lovich. And here comes the pitch. Hit in the air to shallow left field. Looks like the left fielder Strobel's got to play. Will Imgarn tag? He's looking like it. He's going to come to the plate. The throw on its way in. And safely standing is Imgarn. And that's a run scored for the Renegades. That makes it a one-run ball game. A sacrifice fly for Lovitz. So a good work there by the Renegades shortstop at a two-strike count. He went down to get that one and flew it out to left. 
uh, deep enough to score Imgar, and it's now 6-5. to five. You know what, though? It scored the run. That's the most important part there. He did his job. We'd like to see him on base, but pushing across the run, in this case, I think is also equally as important. So that run charged to Tomlinson. Agner retiring Lovich for the first out of the inning. Fuller now in. Matashek at first base. Piazza standing on top of the first base bag. Here's the first pitch to Fuller. Skips in there, blocked. Matashek will stay put. It's now 1-0. On the Renegades, DH, he's reached twice on errors and scored a run. Matashek, really, he's being very conservative on the base path, as we've seen in much of the season. Just trying to be selective on what he can do. Two runs in, that's Wagner and Imgarten. Matashek at first base, one out, and a 6-5 ball game, bottom of the seventh inning. Pitch to four on the way. It is swung, hit out to the right center field gap, and that is going to get down in front of Pickering. Matashek's going to make the turn. He's heading to third. The throw's a good one, and it's dropped by Gray, and that'll allow Matashek to be in there safely. If that throw is caught, Matashek's out by a mile. But thankfully for the Renegades, it was not hung on to. And now first and third with one out. And the Renegades need just one run to knock this thing up. Well, remember when I talked about sometimes it's better to be lucky than good? Well, I think the tide has turned. That was at that time talked about for Nevada. But now I think it's been shifted in favor of the Renegades. Well, that was a just one out here. It was a perfect one-hop throw by the right field Pickering on the money to Gray. And he went down to a knee. If he catches that ball, Matashek is pretty easily out at third base. But nice hustle there by the Renegades right fielder. He was thinking third all the way. And now gets awarded. He's now 90 feet away. So runners out at the corner. 6-5 ball game. Gorling in. Swings first pitch and misses 0-1. I do think Matashek was sprinting it. He was busting it the whole way from first to third. And maybe just seeing Matashek coming at him so fast could have been what distracted Gray. So I think Matashek gets rewarded for the hustle there. Now six to five, no balls and a strike on Goring. He's three for three. Just a ball in play could make this a tie game. Swung on and missed again. Now 0 and two. So Goring's going to have to protect the plate. We saw Lovich in an 0 and two count before he was able to make contact and send it out to left for a sack fly. Similar ball here would make this a six six ball game. Plenty of room to work with on the right side for Goring as Piazza standing on the bag holding the runner Fuller on base. No balls and two strikes. Long look in by the pitcher. Here's the delivery. This one high in the air to left center field. It's going to be caught, but it should be deep enough. Strobel measures it up. It's going to be Martino that makes the catch. Here comes Matashek. The throw nowhere near close, and that allows him to score, and we are all tied six apiece. Thanks to the sack fly by Carter Goring. What a night at the plate for the Renegades third baseman, and a th excuse me, Renegades first baseman, and a three-run seven inning has us all knotted up. That's all it takes right there, just stringing some stuff together. The inconsistency has hurt them all season, but they're starting to get the feel for it and put it together here. What a highlight, especially this inning with Lovich and Goring. Both fell behind 0-2, but then really protected the plate and got sack flies. Otherwise, if they don't do that, Renegades are still trailing. So three runs in, all three go on the line of Tomlinson. Pitch now coming to Hersler's upstairs 1-0. So now two outs in the inning and a runner on first base and four. A couple more hits and the running could have their first lead of the night. Brand new ball game now. 6-6 six, six in the bottom of the seventh. Two more innings to go for the running We'll see who they bring on for the eighth. Could we see? I wasn't at the games. How big of a workload did Schmitz have over the weekend? He had a pretty good workload last night. So I don't think we're going to see okay. him at all. 
I would that that makes a whole lot of sense, especially he pitched on Thursday as well. So yeah, he uh, he gave up the home run too last night, so I think he needs a little extra rest. So a uh, no shame in that though. Wild pitch for one run and then two sack flies for the other two have us at six to six. Runner at first base, one zero delivery to Herschler is in there a called strike one and one. So since coming into the ball game, Agner has gotten outs. He's gotten two flyouts and then a single. So all three runs credited to Tomlinson. Agner now just trying to get out number three and send us to the eighth. One ball, one strike on Herschler. He does have a base hit tonight. Otherwise 0 for 2. So he's 1 for 3 total and looks at the ball here. Makes it 2 and 1. He's trying to be patient. Also have to wonder where the Renegades would be this inning without some of the hustling by uh, we had the Wagner hustle to start this inning making his way to second base and then Matisek hustling up to third otherwise that sack fly wouldn't have scored him two balls and a strike on Herschler waits for the delivery he will swing chop this one to the left side third baseman Gray a snaring grab at it and then will throw perfectly to first and that's a nice play by the third baseman Gray for out number three and Herschler is retired but a brand new ball game this thing now not at all but six head into the eighth you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions top of the eighth in a brand new ball game bench mid blake aswick coming to you from the doctrine direct broadcast booth and white fisher taking the mound for the renegades and now a tie ball game six to six and during the break found out something most Missouri fans will be unhappy to hear Albert Pujols eliminated in the second round of the Home Run Derby. You're a Cardinals fan, so I'm sure you wanted to see him make a, make a, a kind of last hurrah there in that one. Right. You know, I'll be honest. I was watching it uh, during the inning. Well, I wasn't uh, watching it. I was looking at the, the live updates that MLB was putting out, and he made it to the semis. You know, that's uh, it's not a champion, but, hey, he did better than I think everybody expected him to do. I don't do. think anyone thought he would take <laughs> down Kyle Schwarber because Schwarber Absolutely. was the one seed, so... And then uh, Pujols knocked out by Julio Rodriguez. So we got the two younger faces in baseball in Rodriguez and Soto in the final. I mean, he hit more than one home run, so that's a win in my book. Absolutely. He hit a home run. Regardless, fans are here to listen to us talk about the Renegades, not about the St. Louis Cardinals. Who really likes them anyway? I mean, if they called me up, I'd say, Ben, I need you to fill in for me the rest of forever. Yeah, I I think I would uh, take that gig if the MLB, if any MLB team came a-calling. You want to drop your number in case they're listening? <laughs> I, I would sure appreciate it. You can reach out to me, all just any social. If you'll go bench me, you can finally probably find me uh, MLB. First pitch missed 1-0 and now, and it's going to be a tough task for the new pitcher, Wyatt Fisher, facing the top of the order in a tie ball game. This one also missing low. So now two balls and no strikes on Martino. That'll be Martino, Gray, and Piazza, 1-2-3 in the order after Sherman gave the Renegades two scoreless innings, allowing just one hit, so much needed pitching and now we'll see if Fisher goes the last two this one will skip low and now three balls and no strikes ideally I'm sure the Renegades would like to have Fisher pitch a score at the eight take the lead 
and then either have him or someone else out for the save in the ninth. But Fisher's going to have to tighten things up because he's gone 3-0 and to the first batter he's faced. Comes set at the mound. Here's the right-hander's delivery. It will bend low and outside, and that's not a good start for Fisher. He looks Martino on four pitches to start the eighth inning. The youngster took a tumble here, so. Yeah, I don't think that felt too good. I didn't see what it was, but plenty of kids running around. So now... With a runner on first base after the leadoff walk to Martino, Seth Gray will step in. He is one for four with a single. Renegades could sure use a ground ball here. Looks like the third baseman, Imgarn, playing maybe a step or so in front of the third base bag. He's not in on the grass, but he is in a few steps. First baseman, Gorling, holding the runner, Martino, on at first base. Good speed. Would not be surprised to see him try and steal. First pitch to Gray, a curveball in there, a strike. The first one, Fisher has delivered. It's now 0-1. Fisher trying to tighten things down here. He's certainly capable of doing it. No balls and one strike on Martino. Here comes the delivery. It is going to be slow, one on one. Excuse me, not on Martino, it's on Gray. Martino's at first base, just walked. And now Gray in, who's one for four. Piazza, who's scored two runs and been on base three times, waits on deck. Three, four, five, part of the order for the Griffins has scored five out of their six runs. They've done a lot of damage. They're coming up here in just a moment. Next pitch outside, two and one. So you'd really hope Fisher can get Gray here or a fielder's choice to not have to face that hard of the order with two on and no out. Two balls and one strike count on Gray. Tonight's third baseman, Martino, with a decent lead at first base. Here's the delivery, popped high out of play. And now are even two balls and two strikes. Now we can... Hopefully see if Fisher can get out number one. If we pass out, that's courtesy of Ashley Cartier or Bug Spray. Griffins haven't scored in the last two innings. <laughs> if Ben starts slurring his words, we know why. Starting to get a slight tickle in the throat. <laughs> I think that's it. So now a two-strike count, two balls and two strikes on Gray, and a quick throw over to first back at time safely is Martino. Yeah, I like that decision. I was actually kind of expecting maybe the throw over to come a little bit sooner as uh, trying to hold him on first base there. He's definitely a threat to steal second. That's how you keep him honest is start throwing over there a few times. Here's a 2-2 delivery. Runner goes. It is fouled off on a check swing. Or not fouled off. I thought for sure that that ball would hit the bat, and it was just a wild pitch. So that's a stolen base. Yeah, I... I Thought it hit off of, uh, maybe off the shin protector. It was low and outside, but Ursula couldn't get a handle on it, so stolen base. Maybe that was, he was just popping up too fast to try and make the throw. So regardless, Martino steals second. That's where he stands. Nobody out, and a three-ball, two-strike count to Gray. Here's Fisher's delivery. It will be swung on and just fouled off. This time does make contact with the bat, and we'll do the 3-2 again. Yeah, that one for sure fouled off. So Fisher, the fourth pitcher the Renegades have used following Shrees, Lovin, and Sherman. Those three gave up six. Fisher hoping to not make it seven. Renegades just scored four runs in the last two innings to call the way back to a 6-6 tie. You'd hate to see them give the lead right back up. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Runner going again. Swung on a miss. The throw to third. It is going to be caught by Imgard, but couldn't get the tag down. The throw, the tag, and the slide almost all got there at the same time. But Martino just ahead of that throw. That was also close to being a strike him out, throw him out, double play. Regardless, out number one here in the eighth. I like the decision, though. They were trying to get him off. That would have been heck of a swing him out, strike him out, throw him out. 
So the two stolen bases here by Martino in this inning could loom very large as now just a ball in play could give the Griffins the lead again. And with that, the entire infield in for the Renegades. Piazza, number three hitter in, one out now. First pitch to him will be upstairs. One ball and no strikes. On the left side, the Renegades have Imgard and Lovich, Odd and Goring on the right, and all of them are in. Middle infield just behind the grass. Corners are almost on the edge. Would assume with a ground ball right at them, they would try and come home and get Martino. So here comes the 1-0 delivery from Fisher. It back towards its way just off the plate. So now two balls and no strikes. This inning started with a walk and then two stolen bases have Martino at third. Gray struck out. So a 6-6 ball game, top of the eighth inning. And a big couple of next pitches coming if the Renegades want to try and take this one. Here comes the 2-0 delivery from Fisher. It misses low now, 3-0. First base is open, so if he does lose, Piazza could set up a double play opportunity against Man Warren, who waits on deck. But he would obviously have to get the ground ball to turn that. Don't think you give too much to hit here to Piazza on a 3-0 count. We'll see what Fisher brings. Here's his pitch. It is inside, just off the corner, and that's a four-pitch walk, second of the inning issued by Fisher. Now runners at the corners with one out. We have a meeting on the mound here, so we'll take a look at the make league scoreboard. As doubleheader action as Chillicothe Mudcats hosting the St. Joseph Mustangs. Game one went in favor of the Mudcats by a final of 8-5. to five. Game two is in the top of the fifth inning, so that would be the top of the fifth of seven innings as uh, the Mustangs are ahead of the Mudcats by a score of 4-3. The uh, Joplin Outlaws, they're hosting the Carroll Merchants. That's in the bottom of the seventh inning. Joplin leading Carroll by a score of 9-5. to five. And uh, the Des Moines Peak Prospects, they're hosting the Clarinda A's. Their game uh, should have started at 7 o'clock, but they're not live scoring, so no clue what their score is, but... Well, Joplin continuing to win games, and at this rate, it's looking pretty likely, unless some drastic things happen, like we may see a renegade Sedalia matchup next Monday in the wild card round. At the moment, that's the way things currently stand, but a big now couple innings for the renegades, looking to really put the Griffins away for good in the playoff push. Now stepping in is Sam Main Warren. Runners out the corners, one out, and the first pitch to him is going to miss high, 1-0. Didn't miss by much, but it's high. Looks like they pulled the infield back. They're playing for the double play now. It was in with runner on third and one out. Now with runners at the corners, infield moves back, trying to get a ground ball to get out of this inning. Here comes the 1-0 delivery to Main Warren. He hits it on the ground, but that's going to get through into left field, a base hit. Coming home to score is Martino. Everyone else moves up, and it's now 7-6. Nevada grabs the lead right back after the Renegades had just tied it. Give RBI to Main Warren his first of the night. Yeah, that's the uh, unfortunate thing here. The Griffins like to hang around, and that's what they're doing there. And really, that ball was hit hard enough, fast enough, that no play, nobody had a chance except Wagner to take it after several bounces. Well, Fisher got his ground ball, but he got it so far in the hole that no one had a play on it, and... That makes it a 7-6 ball game. So runners at first and second now still get a ground ball to end it. Pickering, who's drove it in four, has a home run, steps in. Fisher's first pitch to him, misses upstairs 1-0. Fisher having some command issues here. He's not really hitting his marks, not really putting them where he needs. So looking out of the Renegades now in the eighth, we'll have to come back from at least one. It'll be 9-1-2, and two. odds Forte and Wagner. If they go down in order, you then have the middle of it up for the ninth. 7-6 score. This pitch is just off the inside corner, 2-0, and, oh, and Fisher has got to find a strike sound. Otherwise, he's loading up the bases with one out. 
My question here is if he continues to find everywhere but the strike zone, how long do you leave him in? Well, I don't know if there is someone warming up in the bullpen. This is the fifth batter that Fisher is facing. 2-0 pitch. This one in the zone, and this should be out number two. Popped into shallow left field. Lovich out. He's calling for it, and now backpedals making the catch for out number two, and a big one. Nice bounce back there by Fisher. He's now just got to get one more. He must have an earpiece in listening to our broadcast. He said, Blake, just hush up now. We're going to get out number two. Well, usually when I say something like that about should be, it always ends up dropping. So I said that, and then I realized, oh, I, I most definitely just jinxed it. But Lovich with the sure hand made the catch. Could have used that pop out a batter ago because that would have kept the runner at third base. But nothing you could do now. So Renegade's down 7-6 in the top of the eighth. Two outs and runners on first and second. That's man Warren in Piazza. And now Noakes, who's been on base twice tonight, also has an RBI, steps in. Decent speed at second in Piazza. Run could make this race. Single could make this an 8-6 ball game. Well, Fisher's first pitch will be a curveball snapped in there. 0-1 oh, on Noakes. Sixth batter coming to the plate this inning to face Fisher. Fourth pitcher the Renegades have used. Sure they were hoping they would be the final one, but Fisher has labored here through the eighth. Renegades don't hold any runner on, although Ott shades towards the bag at second. Next pitch outside, it gets through the legs of Herschel and to the backstop so everyone else will advance. Piazza up to third, man Warren up to second base. And now in a 1-1 count, a base hit can make this a 9-6 ball game. That pitch just got through the legs of Herschler and easily able to move up to second and third where Piazza and Man Warren. So now Noakes in a 1-1 count looking to do some more damage. 1-1 pitch is going to be swung on and missed by the batter Noakes. And now he's behind one and two. Fisher could use his second strikeout of the inning. Would keep those two runners stranded at second and third base. Renegades looking to trail only by one. They've just clawed all the way back. They were down 6-2 at one point. Made it 6-6. Now trail 7-6. Here's Fisher's 1-2 delivery. It's a curveball. Swung on and missed for strike three. And that will end the inning. Fisher works around a couple of base runners with a couple outs and leaves them stranded right there, allowing just the one run. To the bottom of the eighth we go. Renegades are going to have to rally again. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business renegades coming about in the bottom of the eighth inning showing this one seven to six against the griffins it'll be nine and then one two in the order so plenty of chances now for the renegades to jump right back in this one and as they come to bat i want to tell you about walk off wood bat company handcrafted right here in missouri walk off wood bat company bats are made with premium grade maple ash and birch fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and bat gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, just like Colby Ott, who's about to start this inning with a bang, give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. That was a nice addition there, Ben. Well, I'm just trying to will it onto him. I would just, I mean, he hit a ball well tonight. It was a fly out to center field. I don't believe we've seen him hit one over the fence. And I know that may just not be a big part of his game, but would sure welcome it here to lead off this bottom of the eighth inning. One for three is on with an infield single facing now Agnor who came in last inning and on swings and misses on the fastball 0-1. Renegades have trailed for pretty much all of this game. This one lined to right. A diving catch by the first baseman Piazza and he robs out of a leadoff single to right field. Great defense saves the pitch. Ragnar there, and the first batter is retired. Not much you could do there by Ott. Yeah, just a lucky break there for the first baseman who was in the right spot, made the right dive at the right time. Well, he Ott put good enough wood on it to make me look good there. I'll still take that. I mean, he didn't get the hit, but he put good wood on it. Uh, just, just a little bit too soft to get past the first baseman. So that'll bring up Adonis Forte. He's one for four with a home run and looks at a ball one here to make it one and zero. Oh. Renegades now needing to pick up a run. They had just tied it at six before Nevada jumps back out with a solo run last inning. 1-0 pitch to Forte, swung on a missed one and one now. Looks like Agner's cocking back and bringing the heat this inning. Now Forte was swinging for the fences there. Wagner waits on deck, 1-1 pitch, fouled straight back. Forte just missed that one. So now it's one ball and two strikes. Nevada got five outs to push across at least one run. Don't know if we'll see Fisher, a different pitcher for the Renegades in the top of the ninth inning. After the foul ball, lefty batting leadoff center fielder Adonis Forte will step back into the box. Here's the one-two delivery, misses upstairs. Now we're even two balls and two strikes. It's now two balls and two strikes on Adonis Forte. He steps back in and will wait Agnor's delivery. A little bit slower kick there, and that makes it three and two. Ken been kind of interesting from Agnor. He's done a couple of his quick pitch, and then that one did a little extra kick of the front leg, the left leg. Yeah, he's burying it up out there on the mound. So big pitch coming. Three balls, two strikes, nobody on. Delivery to Forte and fouled back, so he stays alive. 
Forte can reach. It'll turn it over to the number two hitter, Cole Wagner, with a runner on first base. We know the Wagner has showed power against this Nevada team. How good would a bloop and a blast be here and put the Renegades up by one? So Forte will do the 3-2 once again. It is going to be hit in the air out to center. Hit pretty well, but looks to have a play. Martino will camp under it and make the catch for out number two. Two up, two down, retired by Agner. He's looked pretty good since coming to the ball game. And now Wagner will step in with two outs. Last inning really started to spiral out of control when Richard Tomlinson came in. And ever since Justin Agner has came in, he's gone fly ball out, single, fly ball, ground out, line out, fly out. So outside of the one single, he's retired everyone since he's came in and has really quieted the Renegades. And now let's get the final out of the eighth. He's already on the mound, ready to go before Wagner even steps in. Wagner now in the box, straightening up at the belt as Agnor first pitch swung on a miss, 0-1 now on the Renegades left fielder. Eight, the pitcher's trying to make quick work here the back half of this inning. Wagner so far one for three with a single, also has walked, he's scored both times that he's reached base, now looks at a ball here to make it one and one. Wagner, Imgarn, and Manischek, the next three up in the order for the Renegades, all scored last inning, all charged to Tomlinson. Now the one ball, one strike pitch coming. It's going to be found back to the backstop, one and two. Agnor does not have a strikeout yet in his inning and two-thirds of work, but has moved ahead one ball and two strikes on Wagner. He's been in two-strike counts for a couple Renegades hitters, but they've been able to put the ball in play. Here's the one-two to Wagner. It bounces in there. It's low, two balls and two strikes. That pitch barely made it to home plate. So whether the two-ball, two-strike pitch Pulled off significantly at the ballpark. Pretty pleasant now. Feels great out here. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. And now it's going to go 3-2 as that misses outside. It's run full to Wagner. And he looks to get on for Imgarn, who's on deck. I can't say. I think the 91 degrees that your computer reads is just a little bit off because it is nowhere near that temperature. So it's three cool balls, 91. two strikes, two outs. It is in there. Nope, it's not. It's ball four. And Wagner reaches on the walk. He'll reach with two outs. Renegades first base runner of the inning. I'll tell you what, the way the umpire stand it up, I thought he was getting ready to ring him up for strike three. It's a cool 91 degrees. So Wagner gets the call right there and he heads down to first with two outs. So Imgarn in, he scored once on a walk, also driven in a run on a ground out. And great speed at first for Wagner. We'll see if they put him in motion, trying to get him into scoring position. Agnor's first pitch coming to Imgar. Not a big lead for Wagner. It skips in there, and it's blocked nicely by Man Warren. Keeps Wagner at first. Ashley, you need to give me your Eagle Eye card back. I'm going to have to tear that up. First baseman Piazza does hold Wagner on, trying to not let him get a big lead and potentially swipe it back to get in scoring position. He's already got a couple stolen bases tonight, Wagner does. Emgarten in, one ball, no strike count, two outs. This one hit in the air, left side, out of play. It's now one and one. Matashek, the Renegades right fielder, waits on deck. It's a 7-6 ball game in favor of the Griffins. Just jumped back out in front, scoring a run in the top of the eighth inning. Comeback win here for the Renegades would, all intents and purposes, end the Griffins' playoff hopes. Wagner a little bit bigger lead off of first now. It's a one ball, one strike count on Imgarten. Long look in, and here's the delivery. Pitches just below the knees. Two balls and a strike now on Imgarten. Wagner showing no intentions, at least so far in this at-bat of running. Manwarren, I think, has a pretty good arm. 
and a pretty quick move to the plate by the pitcher Agnor. So would have to get a good jump if Wagner wants to swipe the bag or hope for an errant throw by Man Warren. Imgarn back into the box now. Rest of the infield playing pretty much straight up. Throw over to first. Wagner's dive back in there just in front of the tag by Piazza. Did not get back in there by much, but just in front of the tag. You know what? That's all he's got to get back in there by. So Wagner still at first base. Walked with two outs on a very close 3-2 pitch. Imgarn ahead 2-1. Here's the delivery. It gets low, and that's going to go to the backstop. So Wagner will take second base. Wagner was not going with that one clear to the backstop, so he was easily able to make it to second. And with that, it makes it 3-1 and one on Imgar, and a hit here likely ties the game. Well, he even thought about taking third as the catcher, not in any big hurry to track down that ball. So Agner will have to work now. He's in a three-ball, one-strike count. There are two outs in the inning, but the tying on out there at second base. We'll see if the Renegades' third baseman can deliver. Piazza and Eastman on the right, Chanceman and Gray on the left. Chanceman shades his way up the middle. 3-1 pitch to Imgarn, swung on a miss into the glove of Man Warren, and it's now run full. With Chance shading up towards the middle near the second base bag, if Imgarn puts a ball right back where it came from, Chance may have a shot to steal it. Decent room on the right side, even more on the left. He would have to go opposite way, though, to slash that one into left field. Agnor looks back towards the runner at second. Here's the 3-2. It's low, and that's back-to-back -back walks. And now they've got Wagner caught. He came too far off the bag. The throw to second. It's wide, and Wagner is going to get back in there safely. Wagner saw the pitch get away and got caught too off far off a of second base. But then he was alertly able to get back in there as Man Warren just didn't throw it to second in time. What a break for the Renegades. Yeah, he, he really didn't throw it towards second either. He threw it kind of more towards the uh, scoreboard, towards the outfield, rather than throwing it to second. Even though Imgarn walked, that should have been out number three to end the inning. So now Renegades with new life, let's see if they can take advantage. Wagner's at second base, Imgarn's at first. They don't hold either of them on. Good speed with both of them if Matashek can find a gap. Agnor looks back towards the runner. Wagner at second base, first pitch to Matashek, grounded to the right side, and it's going to be fielded on a slide by Eastman. He's up with it, the throw to first is in time. And that's a ground out to end the inning. Matashek so close to sending that into right field to tie the game. But Eastman saves the day. So to the ninth inning we go. We've got a good one. Griffins lead this one 3-2. Or excuse me, 7-6. Don't know where I got 3-2 from, but it's a 7-6 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel, sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from one, 100 or beyond we do it all remember we want you to ride moex stock and norm direct
We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Final warm-up pitch just thrown by Wyatt Fish returning to the mound for the second time. Gave up one run in his first inning of work in the eighth. Now takes them out in the ninth. Looking to keep this just a 7-6 deficit for the Renegades who are trying to snap a three-game skid. They had played a really good baseball for about a week or so up until that point, but now they've kind of sputtered. Looking to end that here tonight. It'll be bottom of the order against Fisher, Chance, Eastman, and Strobel. And Chance swings at the first pitch, flies at the center. Forte has got it red, and he makes the catch for out number one. One pitch and one batter retired. That's a good way to start the ninth inning here. So Chance is set down on the flyout, and now bringing up will be Eastman. Eastman so far tonight, a single, a sack bunt, and then two outs recorded after that. So officially he's one for three. Now bats with one out and nobody on. Renegades will go to the ninth, showing by at least one, and it'll be the middle of their order, 5-6-7, Lovich, Fuller, and Gorling. Pitch is going to miss low, and outside Eastman, it's 1-0. Oh. So Seen uh, at the top of my head, I, I believe we've had maybe two ninth inning comebacks at home this season. I know we had one where, as the 1-0 pitch has popped out of play, where Wilmsmeyer hit the walk-off. That was early in the season, and then the Rocker Bomber walk-off, three-run bomb. I believe those were the two last inning comebacks off the top of my head. We've had a couple other walk-offs, but it was tied going into the inning. So it's one ball and one strike on on Eastman. Strobel, the number nine hitter, waiting on deck. Next pitch is going to skip in there. Nice catch by Herscher behind the plate. But now two and one on Eastman, looking to reach for the second time tonight. Imgarden and Lovich on the left side. On the right is Ott and Goring, pitch bends below the knees. Now three balls and a strike on Eastman. And Fisher in danger of walking what be his third batter in an inning and a third and giving the Griffins a base runner here in the ninth. He sets at the belt. 3-1 pitch is going to miss way outside. And that's ball four. Eastman will head on down to first base with a one-out base runner for the Griffins. So Strobel has not had a hit tonight. He steps in. Renegades could sure use a double play ball out of him and send us to the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, that'd be okay with me. And Strobel walks into the box with the Blues Clues music. I think last time we did Blues Clues, the batter was retired, so hopefully that continues. No balls and no strikes. Runner goes before the pitch is thrown, and that's going to be a balk. Would have had it thrown anyway, so I don't know how big of it would have had it stolen anyway if Fisher comes towards the plate. Runner on first base. Eastman had an incredible jump, and Fisher picked up his leg when Eastman was about halfway to second base. So I think even if Fisher delivers that pitch, Eastman has the bag so on. So I don't think the block a huge issue there. Yeah, nobody even there to take a throw over, so... So now runner at second base with one out. No pitch to Strobel. He shows bunt. He gets it down. Fisher off the mound. He's got it. He will throw to first. It is just in time to get the hustling Strobel. He's got his second sack bunt of the night. Moves Eastman to third. But it's the second out. So interesting there to give himself up to make the second out of the inning. He moved the runner over, though. I mean, you got a one-run lead. Trying to do everything you can to push that to a two-run lead. 
We'll go back to the top of the order in Nicholas Martino, but now Fisher needing to just get one more out and send us to the bottom of the ninth. Martino coming up to the theme of Mickey Mouse. Don't know what that symbolizes. I'm trying to connect the the, the, the kids so theme song to some sort of outcome in the batter's box, but I haven't been listening enough to, to find the tread. Fair enough. Regardless, runner at third, that's Eastman. Running he's got a few pass balls, another could make it eight to six. This one low and away now, one and oh on Martino. He's had a good night at the plate. An infield single and an RBI, a walk, and then another walk, a couple stolen bases and a run scored. So he's been on three times. Overall, he's one for three. One and oh now counts. Fisher will deliver to Martino, who will look at a pitch just on the outside corner. Perfect location on the curveball on the outside corner. He's going to have to uh, take those pants to Eric Escobia at Nine Patch Quilt and Fabric to sew up. He's got a big gash in the back of him. That only means something to the beta folks. I was going to say, 1-1 one, one pitch misses low, blocked nicely by Herschler, and makes it 2-1. and one. If you're in Nevada and you need some sewing done or need some fabric or other things you need for sewing, visit Nine Patch Quilts and Fabric on the square, just off the square in Nevada. For those who don't know, Blake, very familiar with the Nevada area. So two balls and a strike. Martino, the center fielder, a leanoff hitter back in the box. He will look at a pitch high. Now 3-1. and one. Don't think there's a ton of harm if you walk Martino here. First base is open. Uh, you know, last time we said that, three runs were put up on the board, though. Was that in the first one, the home it run? Was. We said, yeah, that sounds like something that would happen when I say that. So three balls and a strike. Fisher looking to record out number three in the ninth and keep it just a 7-6 ball game. This pitch is a fastball for a strike. It outruns at full. Martino thought he had ball four, but that nabbed the outside corner, and it's now 3-2. Big pitch coming now. Martino back in the box. Fisher needing just one more strike to send us to the bottom of the ninth inning. Nevada leads this one 7-6. Eastman at third base. Here's Fisher's 3-2 delivery. It's one hit off the end of the bat on the infield. Ott will play it on a bounce. He will throw quickly to first. That's in time, and that's out number three. So good work, Wyatt Fisher, to work around the walk in the stolen base, and it keeps it 7-6. So the bottom of the ninth we go. Don't go anywhere, folks. The Rally and Renegades are coming to the plate. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. 
Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Can the Renegades rally? We're about to find out as they go 7-6, headed to the bottom of the ninth inning and soon to be freshman at the University of Missouri, potentially. Will Jackson Globich will step in to lead this at-bat off. We'll see what he's got in store for us. He'll be followed by Luke Fuller and Carter Goring. Some good power count up, especially if Globich gets on. Then you've got the home run derby champ in four. All you need is a bloop and a blast. Renegades show by one. Two runs could win it. And facing Agnor as Lovich looks at ball one inside, one and oh. If Agnor can finish it off, he'd get the save. It'd give Sarabia the win and Shreves the loss. Lovich, the shortstop, back into the box now. One ball and no strikes. Here's the delivery to him. It is in there right at the knees. Even now a ball and a strike. Since coming in, Agnor has pitched two innings. Hasn't struck out a batter, but he's given up just one hit and no runs. He's been good in relief. Looking for the save here tonight, giving the Griffins the win. 1-1 pitch, this one hit on the ground to third. Third baseman Gray is up with it. It's throw across the diamond, it's perfect, and that's to retire Lovich for out number one. It was a long throw, but one right on the money by Gray. Yeah, it was. It was put in a good spot uh, for his first baseman to make a clean catch, get the out. So now we'll see what Luke Fuller can do. DH tonight has been on a couple times on errors. Also has a single, he scored a run. Just need one well-hit ball to tie this thing up. It's 7-6 in favor of the Griffins. Four now in facing Agnor, who's been great in relief. First pitch up high, 1-0. Carter Goring waits on deck. He's 3-for-3, three three, also has a sack fly and a run batted in. Four calls time, he's going to step out. Agnor already set. He doesn't even want to come unset. Finally, the umpire gets him to do it. He had come set before Fuller called time and then continued to say set just staring in at the catcher. Fuller back into the box now. Here comes Agnor's 1-0 delivery. Way inside and that gets four so the tying run will reach. Who knows if calling time threw off the tempo of Agnor. Regardless it comes inside to get four and now the Renegades tying run is at first base with only one out and we're also going to have a pinch runner. So they will come and take four outs. Looks like I would guess Taylor Hopkins is number Hopkins 19. Hopkins is yep. going to be a pinch running. Boy, his cheering section, not too noisy tonight. So some more speed for the Renegades on first base is the tying run. And with four, the DH can pretty easily make the straight switch there. Don't have to worry about defense. So now Hopkins at first base. Piazza holds him on. He's the tying run. And now stepping in is Gorling. Agner just hitting a batter. Long look into the catcher, Main Warren. Going three for three. Would love to make it four for four right here. Here's the delivery. This one it, off to the right side. Will it be playable? It will be not. That gets over the dugout and out of play. 0 and 1. Have to look. I feel like Goring has one home run on the season. He does Carter have Goring. at least one. Yes, he has one home run. Came into the game hitting 206 with one bomb, but that average a lot higher after the three for three night. Also has a sack fly. So runner on first base, one out in the bottom of the ninth. Renegade trails seven to six. Throw over to first back in time safely is Hopkins. 
Love to see Gorling put a ball on the gap and then get to see Hopkins run. Herschler, the catcher, waits on deck. Renegades opting to pinch run for Luke Fuller with Hopkins. No balls and a strike on Goring. Hopkins extended lead but does not go. And Goring will look at a strike in their 0-2. Way Hopkins jumped off the bag there. I thought he might be going, but it was just an extended lead. Or a secondary lead. So now no balls and two strikes. Big pitch coming. Goring got to put something in play. Setting at the mound is Agnor. Takes a deep breath and now delivers the 0-2. It is just off the outside corner. Did not miss by much. It's now one and two. Don't know if I'd pitch, take that pitch again in another two-strike count. It looked pretty good from here, but. So now back into the box is going. It's a one-ball, two-strike count. And here comes the delivery. Hopkins at first base. Long look in. Here's the one-two. This one just misses again. It's two and two. And Goring continuing to work the count. I'll tell you what, Agnor has all of a sudden slowed down that pace incredibly. I'm so used to just being able to have him pitch right when the batter gets back in the box, but now he has taken long looks in with the runner on first base. That's the tying run. Two balls and two strikes on Goring. One out in the bottom of the ninth, 7-6, the Nevada Griffins lead. Here's the pitch to Gorling. This one in the air out to shallow right. It is sinking fast, but I think Pickering's got to play, and he makes the catch for out number two. Goring is retired for the first time tonight, and the Renegades down to their final out. And it'll be up to Joe Herschler to try and keep this thing going. They have an opportunity, but it's the slimmest of slim margins right now. So all up to Joe Herschler. Hopkins a pretty decent lead at first base. Agner... Now looking to complete a three-inning save. He's back on the mound. He's got so far this inning a ground out, a hit-by-pitch, and a fly-out. And he's got eight hits on the ball game. Number nine right here could be big. Defense straight up. First pitch to Hersler is in there at the knees. A call strike 0-1. Oh so far, this is a 7-6 advantage for the Griffins. They also, in the hit category, read this thing 11-8. Herscher back into the box now. Hopkins at first has not shown any inclination to be put in motion. You would hate to end the game on a caught stealing. Although if he is successful, would put him in scoring position. No balls and one strike on Herscher, the catcher. He's got a hit tonight. Here's the pitch. Herscher fouls off to the right side and the Renegades now down to their last gasp. They have just one strike to play with. And Agner looking to get that strike right here. So here we go. First baseman Piazza holding the runner on. Everyone else in their normal spots. Agnor sets. He brings the glove to the belt. Here's the 0-2. Hopkins runs. It's swung on a miss, and it doesn't matter. And that's the ball game. Renegades lose it 7-6. Drop their fourth straight. And Agnor gets the three-inning save to win the game 7-6 for the Griffins. Great pitching down the stretch for Nevada. Really helped them close this one out. Yeah, they did. You know, And that was in, in uh, a little bit of a tough spot, too, where... The uh, Renegades were trying to rally back. They scored some runs. They put some uh, base runners on, were able to move them around. But, yeah, the pitching uh, from the bullpen coming up pretty clutch here uh, for the Griffins as they win by a final of 7-6. to six. Well, with the final being just announced after the strikeout of Herschel to end the game, we're going to take a very quick break. We'll be back to rack things up in just a moment and preview a little bit of the rest of the week for the Renegades. Nevada takes this one and keeps themselves alive in the wild card chase. They take it 7-6. We'll be right back for post game on the Show Me Sports Network. 
The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Ben Schmidt, Blake Gasway with you on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much for keeping with us all night long. It was a really good back-and-forth game between the Renegades and the Griffins. I guess I shouldn't really say back-and-forth because the Griffins led pretty much from start to finish. Creating but custom, I should say that the Renegades kept it close all night long and really gave them shot, themselves a shot there at the end. Had the tying run on base with only one out, but just couldn't get it done. And I think there is still some positives to take away. Renegades did put up six runs, and they did get some relief pitching. And I think they still have to also remember to themselves, hey, all we need to do is just not completely collapse this weekend. We're still good. Don't start putting pressure on themselves, although I guess it's starting to build after four straight. They're still in a very good position with a week to go. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I mean, there were positives. They finally had some consistency. They had a two-run inning. They had a three-run inning. They also had a one-run inning as well. Uh, but most importantly, they were able to put base runners in. They started uh, having some hits. They put things together, and that's something they've struggled with much of this season. So to find that, Gorling had a uh, uh, just about a perfect night uh, on the evening, so that's a positive for them. They, uh, you know, as you said, had good pitching, had some good relief coming in. We uh, saw the new pitcher as well that they picked up. Um, he didn't look too shabby, obviously, his first start, so give him a chance to get some of the uh, butterflies out and just – get some things uh, stretched out and you know he's got that under his belt now so he's going to be good to go for the remainder of the season so lots of positives to take away for sure well some final stats before I let Blake give you a little bit of an update around the league and the standings and schedule for the Renegades in the South Division taking the loss tonight for the Renegades Colin Treves who pitched the first two innings and gave up three runs he'll take the loss although really had settled down in the second Renegades also used Xander Lovin, Roman Sherman and Wyatt Fisher to cover the final seven the win tonight belongs to Jonah Sarabia he pitched well over six innings struck out two gave up six hits and three runs although only one was earned so line could have been even better and then Justin Agnor really came in in a uh, pretty unpleasant situation one run had already scored two were on base and the Renegades were right back in things and Agnor came in and really just silenced the crowd and silenced the Renegades offense he went the final three innings gets the save struck out a batter allowed just one hit and no runs so in final he gets the save and it is a 7-6 win for the Griffins they out hit the Renegades 11-8 it was a close game all night long but the Renegades drop it so that will bring their record on the season to 15 and 21 after their fourth straight loss Nevada jumps to 13 and 25 so now just a three game difference between the two with five to play and another game between the two tomorrow night so if Nevada wins again and makes it a two game two games apart with four to play then things really start to get interesting as the Renegades look to nab that number three speed and face either Sedale or Joplin in the wild card round next Monday and now I'll turn over to you Blake to give us a little bit of an update around the Mink League tonight on this Monday the 18th. So taking a look at uh, some of the other scores from around the Mink League here tonight uh, it was a uh, doubleheader action for the Chillicothe Mudcast, uh, Mudcats hosting the St. Joseph Mustangs. Now when we saw them on Saturday it was the St. Joseph Tenderloins uh, but the Mudcats uh, was an interesting thing they had. They're playing about five, four or five games this year under the uh, Tenderloins 
uh, moniker and logo. But uh, the uh, Mudcats bested them in game one by a final of 8-5. to five. That uh, looked like that was in seven innings. And then for the uh, second game, the Mustangs are leading in the bottom of the sixth inning, leading the Mudcats by a score of 9-3. to three. The Joplin Outlaws, they're leading the Carroll Merchants in the bottom of the eighth inning by a score of 10-7. to seven. Other action, of course, besides our game here tonight is the Des Moines Peak Prospects hosting the Clarinda A's. No score on that available yet as they don't live uh, score them. They put them in after the fact. So no update on that. Uh, that's kind of where we sit right now here in Mink League play for the night. Well, looking ahead now to the rest of the week for the Renegades, we'll have every game for you here on the Show Me Sports Network, every game starting at 7 p.m. Tomorrow in Nevada and then Wednesday in Sedalia. So back-to-back on the road and then two more at home against Joplin on Thursday, Friday before wrapping up against the Mudcats slash Tenderloins. That one, you and, I, my, you and I may both be there. We'll see about that. But otherwise, regardless, I'll have the other two road games for you. And hopefully we're celebrating in Chillicothe on Saturday because the Renegades will be making a trip to the playoffs Regardless, we'll just have to wait and see as Renegades drop this one tonight. 7-6, their fourth loss in a row. And anything else before we wrap things up for the night? You know, like we said, some some positive takeaways. Uh, We definitely saw some guys uh, uh, be a little more patient tonight, have some good at-bats, have some long at-bats, some deep at-bats. Carter Gorlin again, uh, you know, getting off uh, his uh, little cold streak he had. Uh, Also, uh, Jack Matashak finding some more opportunities to get on base. So there's some positives out of that for sure, and that's the thing you just got to remember. I'm sure that's what head coach and Mike uh, D'Amelia is telling the players is, hey, look, you know, this wasn't the worst played game we've had. We just couldn't quite get enough to to keep the lead and to uh, win the game. But you know what? We need to go home, get some rest tonight, actually get some food here, then go home and get some rest, and then uh, get back ready to play Nevada tomorrow at Nevada. Well, hopefully Renegades can snap that skid. They've been pretty well in Nevada this season. They're 2-1 and one in that ballpark, and more just get some consistency early. It also feels like they're playing from behind a lot from the get-go. So hopefully jump out to a lead and ride that to win. But regardless, that's going to wrap it up for us here at Vivian Field. Renegades drop at 7-6 for Blake Gasway. I'm Ben Schmidt. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. Enjoy what is left of your Monday evening, and hope to have you back with us tomorrow night when the Renegades take on the Griffins. All right, take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Cartier. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball.
serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.